Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ranch and Tangents Podcast with Daryl Smith Jr., Shay Love, and Ray Parker. And happy Sunday, y'all. How y'all feeling? Ah, oh, man, I feel good. I ain't gonna lie. I don't feel that good. I feel all right right now. I'm, I'm coming back. I'm, right, I'm why feeling better. Why did you better. say you felt good? Is that just the standard? Saying, That's the standard. Yeah. That's the standard. That's why like, I don't like asking a question. Yeah. Right. Just throw some shit out there. I'm back. I feel I'm starting to feel good. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't. I guess I don't feel good either. I'm kind of just here. I don't feel bad though. That's okay. a space, right? I don't feel bad. Somewhere in the gray. Yeah. yeah. It all works, yeah. I guess. How, How are you? Feel? Me, I feel fine. <laughs> you always say, so, nobody ever asked me the question. I put outside my office this little uh, image that basically says the biggest lie people tell is that you feel fine. I don't find that true for me. I feel like if I say I feel fine, that's what I mean. Like mm-hmm. I'm somewhere in the gray area, just chilling. Definitely don't feel bad. If I felt any type of negative, I would say that. Mm-hmm. I'm somewhere in a good space. I'm not like super happy or some shit like that. Right. I'm just chilling. I'm cool. I just think how are you doing is a stupid thing. Like, to start a conversation. I get how it's like, oh, you know, makes people feel like you care. But most people feel like it's a disingenuous question to start. So, what are some other things you could say other than how are you feeling? Because everybody's, like go-to responses are good i'm fine kind of thing you know what i mean but yeah. it doesn't it doesn't they, mean anything the question really yeah the question doesn't mean anything so why would my answer mean anything right right i i have a habit of doing the how you doing i do it all the time yeah it's just habit it's just habit and most people know that it's just habit so you don't really care how i'm feeling yeah <laughs> i know somebody that like literally if I, I, if I ask you how if i really care i don't just, i don't ask you how you feeling i ask you yeah you follow it up detailed question yeah or yo bro you good <laughs> like you good you right good, right right, cool. right you cool i'm cool i read yeah. something and it talked about the like black people and the use of you good or i'm good and how it means so many different things like yeah. if you step to somebody like you good i might want to fight you right like mm-hmm. that might mean i'm trying to or like you good like but that different tone i'm concerned for you right or we good like we just chilling you know it means so many different things and it, it really does. just depends on where you are like what space you're in mm-hmm. to really find out the meaning of it this is what was interesting Language words are interesting yeah. yeah but that's why the nonverbal all matters because when you say i'm good is you're really giving off a nonverbal cue what you really mean right right Right. Absolutely. I think what is it? Eighty percent of communication is nonverbal. Apologies, people. You know, shit happens from time to time. But um, so with that, I always, I often tell people like texting is like the last line of communication when you're talking about something that actually matters, right? Mm-hmm. Instead, like not like us just oh, what time we record type thing. That's to the point, you know what I mean? It doesn't involve emotion or anything like that. But if I'm trying to have like a conversation that might involve emotion, how can I actually, how can I convey this through text? I mean, I'm a really good, I'm really good with words, but it's still hard for you to really get the uh of what I'm feeling if I'm texting you something because it's only 20% there because the 80% that you're supposed to feel, you can't. Because I'm texting you this thing, as opposed to being in front of me, you see my facial expressions, you hear the the rise and fall of my voice, you hear how I'm feeling and saying it to you. You're reading it through text, kind of thing. So I think for for some niggas that should probably be beneficial then, 
because they like fuck I ain't got to deal with her face in front of me yeah. me having to actually channel and touch those emotions and really have to deal it's, with that it's side of it it's yeah a it's just like oh yeah it. let me just that's why niggas break up through text now and I know a lot of women um, a lot of well women that I know they would rather text how they feel because it won't be a break in it right like if I'm talking to you about how I feel mm-hmm. you can't break what I'm saying with trying to rebut something or say something against what I'm saying so if I just send you this long ass text which I want to be clear ladies nigga is not going to read it he's not going to read a book that you send him it's just not going to happen I don't like reading books it's too much through a text I don't want to do that after like the first if I read the first line and I feel like you on some shit patch I'm going to call you I don't want to do this I don't really I can't do it and then you'll be upset that I didn't read it, but now I need you to explain it to me. You're not going to tell me to go back through the, to the text because I'm going to tell you no. So let's have this out. Uh, yeah. So I find that some people prefer to communicate through text because it's more concise. It's almost bullet points. Just stick to my points. Not too much emotion involved. I can hide my emotions. I can just be clear and straight to the point. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm a more face-to-face person center I'd rather talk to you because I need to see I respect a part of the one in having a bullet point bullet point says you got a chance to think you got a chance mm-hmm. to process you got to really you read reread and deleted and changed I don't want all that I want the errors in it right I want that true drunk conversation that just you just saying whatever the fuck you really thinking and feeling at that moment then you can take some shit back there's definitely a space for that because you were just dropping what was coming and I understand that because I'm about to be doing that same fucking thing let me rebut and let you rebut and let me ask for forgiveness because that's not really what I meant and I should have delivered it different but yeah I want that mistake because that's where uh, that's where the growth is I would just ask, like, if you feel like you you want to say something, but it needs to be feelings involved, you can't, why wouldn't you be able to save it? Can you not save it? Right, right, mm. right, right, right. Um, damn, I had a whole thing and I lost what I was about to say. Shit. Damn. And I'll just say save it because now you got a chance to rehearse it. Right. <clears throat> I mean, you ran it through your head a few times. You might have said some shit out loud. You know how it's after you say after you're in an argument, all your best shit comes later. Fire. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So maybe Fire. all you had that argument. <laughs> I watch some of our joints and I'd be like, damn, I wish I would have really been thinking. I would have said Fire. this instead right. of this. Yeah. You get so, so caught up in a company. Yeah. Right. But also I think in having actual conversations with people, it tailors your your ability to communicate, right? Because Absolutely. you you have those moments where you you just speaking on the fly, but the more you do it, the more your fly becomes concise. The more your the the speaking on the fly becomes that precise thing that you're trying to send out because you got you've had the practice of doing this. I think texting takes away from that practice because you're just doing it in your head without somebody constantly. Yeah, you you yeah. need a challenge. You need the challenge. Like a yeah, text is no challenge feet. in it. And that's what, yeah, it's been beneficial for me just doing this podcast in itself. Just having these conversations, having to think on my feet, having, it's getting to the point where I don't even want to talk to y'all during the week because I feel like I'm going to waste the conversation that I'm saving up for Sunday. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, damn, should I say it now or should I wait till Sunday? Right, right, right. So it just, I'm a texter though, I will say that, but at the same time, it's like, I don't answer I'm going to answer the, like, I prefer when people send me bullet points so I can just answer those questions in specific 
in return because I do hate when I don't express a complete thought mm -hmm. and people take me off my train of thought and the conversation veer off. And there are certain people that are masterful in that way mm -hmm. where they can steer a conversation so that you don't r really get to get what you're feeling out. You done lost that. You done lost your train of thought and they done took you somewhere else. So it just be like, I want to stick to the point. Let's get this point across. And then afterwards, wherever you want to take this, we can go there and handle whatever business you got on that side of the conversation. And it depends on how, you know, strong the conversation is too. Sometimes you bring a motherfucker back. Nah, we not leaving. This is, you know, this is the main point. Right. But it just be like the frustration mounting between, and this is an intense conversation, but being straight to the point, like having, like being in confrontational situation, being straight to the point is best to me. But it just be hard to stay there. You know what I mean? So that's me. I really like to lay out the points to go point by point. But, you know, other people don't live like that. And they want to go. And I don't know that it's always very purposeful and tactful. Some people, that's just how their mind is all over the place. Me, I'm like, let's, let's, let's square away this point. Let's move on to the next joint. Let's just handle things in this situation. So when you're dealing with a person who doesn't think the way you think, either doesn't, isn't able to just jump from point to point to point to point and be able to track that whole fucking conversation, mm -hmm. weeks and months of whatever the beef was or whatever points you've been holding on to all this fucking time versus the person who just likes it, very, who knows all this shit, who has all these similar and same feelings, can have those same feelings, but needs the delivery to be A, B, C, real clear. Let's handle this before we move on to the next thing because I got some shit I got to say about point A. Mm -hmm. And once I get to point B, I'm not going to remember about what I wanted to say about point A. Right. So how do you how do you navigate those conversations? That's, that's, that's the hard part. And it's just like, no, stick to the point. Like, let's get back to the point. This is what we were talking about right here. We can get to that. But it's just like you got to constantly, it's like a tug of war. And certain people only want, they don't want to talk about point A because maybe the argument isn't as strong. So they're going to try to force you into point B in order to put up that fight. So I, I know that for me, I get, like, I don't even like going back and forth with people anyway. I don't have that much patience for it. So it just be like, listen, maybe we just need to agree to disagree or leave the situation alone because at the end of the day, you're not listening to understand. And then it just be like that one-sided situation where you not you don't feel like you're getting your just due. You know what I mean? A person not giving you the same air you're giving them. Or they don't really want to be, they don't, you know, want to understand. They just want to be heard. So those are the people that kind of do that. And, and people that's looking for resolutions, if you're having a solution-based conversation, I think you can focus on the points. Right. Because that person wants to solve that point as much as you do. So it all depends who you're talking to. It really does. I had a conversation earlier with a guy, and we were, uh, we it was actually a great conversation, but at one point he said something um along the lines of women not being able to do what men can do. And he took it to a biblical standpoint. And I had to say, listen, I'm not going to negate anything you're saying. I'm not going to agree or disagree with anything you're saying. I just prefer not to have this conversation because it's a futile conversation because I that triggers me in a way that I know I'm not going to hear you. I don't know how you'll feel about it, but I'm not going to hear you. So I am hoping that you understand that I don't want to talk about this because we're not going to get anywhere. You're going to just say shit and I'm just going to look through my archives of shit to rebut anything you say without even really hearing what you're saying. So mm -hmm. let's just not have this conversation at this moment because I just wasn't in the space to do it. But what if this is a permanent person? This is uh, your partner, family member, <clears throat> a yeah. real friend. Like this is something that's going to come up again. 
Gotta then have that, that changes it. I, I agree that changes it, but I had, I he's not. You know what I'm saying? And I had that in my mind. He's not that permanent. But person. I'm gonna push it. I'm gonna push you again because I'm gonna make it play to one of our topics about reconciling with family. Yeah, yeah. Um, then it would be I would have to have that conversation. I, I know that I would have to have that conversation. I think that. In that moment, I knew that this wasn't something that I, I didn't need to be on level ground with you for this. I don't need to be on level ground with you for anything that we talk about because you're not a permanent fixture in my life. So I don't yeah. need to even put that energy into it. Right. But if it's somebody that I have to put that energy into, then I'm going to have to try to find a way to hear you and be receptive to what you're saying because we have a different goal at hand. It's not just this conversation. We both, if we both have the same goal of reconciliation or whatever the case may be then we're going to have to find a way to communicate void of how we feel about whatever the topic is we got to get to that point right. or decide even before we have a conversation if that point is worth getting to at all you know what i'm saying like it might be we might want to reconcile for the sake of reconciling because of who you've been to me for so long but where i'm going you can't be that person right. so do i really is this something that. i want to do right or yeah. do i just let it ride how it's written i guess so in the spirit of Game of Thrones, is reconciling with your family a must? Like, are we now very house-oriented, as in Game of Thrones? Are um, we Jamie Lannister? Are we Tyron Lannister? Like, family-first type shit. To have that foundation is important. That something has to bring you home. Something has to be bigger than self. Um... I look at it like this, you know what I mean? Some people care more about being right than solving the problem. Some people really want to get their point across. I'd rather be heard and understood for that, but you don't have to accept the fact that I'm right, and I don't have to accept the fact that you're right. Or, I mean, not the fact, but the presumption sure. that you're right. So it's just like when we're having these tiffs and we just want to be right so much that we'll shield ourselves from actually being open to seeing the bigger picture like all right at the end of the day this is what it is we family let's just agree to disagree and move forward in a productive way that might even mean we don't speak as much but you have to put something higher than yourself and it takes me to game of thrones when tywin lannister was talking to Tyrion, and he told Tyrion, I, when you when your mother gave birth to you and she passed away i wanted to throw you in the ocean but you're my son you know what I mean? Like, it sounded fucked up what he said to him, but at the end of the day, on principle, but you're my son, so I raised you because you're a Lannister. And that has to mean something. So you have to put something higher than your personal feelings or wants or desires in a certain moment, All especially right. out of a reaction. Step back from mother, father, go to cousin, uncle, auntie. I care to reconcile with them as much as I care to reconcile with a love partner, if that makes sense. I'm not going to sit here and take a bunch of shit from my significant other, but a minor infraction from my cousin, I'm ready to cut you the fuck off. But at the same time, you do some shit that's just too disrespectful, that just unforgivable, I might be leaning into not fucking with you like that no more. And I think that's healthy. I think it's healthy. I think that there has to be um, something in place for you to both understand. It will still have to be a conversation had, right? Because you don't want to be at a family function and they talking to you and you still got this feeling inside you that they know nothing about because they didn't know how deep it went. They didn't know how bad they cut you. 
So I think it's still a conversation, but agreeing to not have the bond or not have the connection that y'all want had once had, I think is a a healthy way of dealing with it. If that's that's the resolve that you found is the only one that keeps you sane. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's not a bad idea. I think people hold on to ideas of connections and just thoughts of connections far too much. I think that to you have to be connected to some people, but it's your choice. It's You don't have to be connected to somebody just because you share the same blood with them, right? right. I, I'll venture as far as to say that the families we make are far greater than the families that we were born into. Oh, that's a, amen. Amen. You, um, it's a choice. It's ultimately a choice because you chose this person. You chose to give this person energy. You chose to give this person time. And I'm not talking about like a, a my significant other. I'm talking about anybody, friend, all of that. That's a family that you created yourself and... Mm-hmm that sometimes is a harder feat when you have those disconnections with those people because you chose them. But if it's just a, not just a, but if it's a family member of the family you were born into, it's a different ball game because I didn't choose you. Mm-hmm. You just, this is just where I This fell. is just what we are. Yeah, this is just what we are. I didn't choose you. Of course, I don't want to have a disconnect with you, but if I have to, I'm, it's not going to be too much sweat off my brow because mm-hmm. it probably was meant to play out this way anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think it's far easier to cut off a cousin. Mm. I don't really feel it for aunts and uncles, but I guess maybe that's because I feel like I have so few. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, I can go years without talking to a particular cousin with no beef. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd be perfectly fine with it. Um, it's it's crazy too. Like for a long time, um, my hmm. oldest brother, we were like, we just started getting cool. You know what I mean? But for a long time, I used to just ride passing, nod, and keep going. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like I had. It's never been an issue between us. It's not no issue. It's just I didn't know him like that. Mm-hmm. And so one day, my other brother was like, "Why are you gonna stop? Go talk to, uh, to your brother." I was like. I don't know that nigga like that. <laughs> like, and things like, damn, that's cold. I was just like, no, I was just the fact that it mattered. I don't have nothing against him, though. It's just literally, I don't, we wasn't raised together. Like, and I never really seeked to try to get that bond until one day we was all out there. Matter of fact, I think it was around the time my grandma passed. We were just all around. And then, you know, I really got to sit there and talk with him. And then I started to see certain characteristics. Like, damn, he really is. Like, he act like us a little mm-hmm. bit. So it just was like, oh, like, but... I never, because he never did it and I never did it, I was okay with it. You know what I'm saying? So it just be like, I don't really force nothing. And like you say, it's the family you choose sometimes. It's just like, I'm so good with my people. Like, it doesn't really matter to me to really go out and reach out as much. And in terms of, I'm trying to push myself to be more out there and, you know, networking with people and making new connections. But I'm, I have some solid people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't really be putting too much stake in trying to acquire new ones. Yeah, I think, I guess, I no, I think, I, I totally agree. Like, when you feel so comfortable with the bonds that you do have, it's kind of like, how many bonds do I really <laughs> need? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, how many can I really attend to at one time? That too. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, that is a fact. That too. That is a I, I think fact. that's something to take inventory of. How many relationships can I really manage? I mean, I got, even if we can't act like work doesn't 
count. Doesn't matter. These are relationships that really are at, at probably at minimum forty hours of my life say, a yeah. week. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like these are people I'm seeing consistently, mm-hmm. more than blood, and maybe more than the family that I've chosen to have, and the people I really care and love for, and will mm-hmm. go to bed for. Blah blah blah. It's like I got all these relationships. I don't. Know. I mean, I love you, <laughs> but. but is this a plan that I can really invest in and water? It's not always the case, man. Right. And I think we have to get comfortable with the fact that love isn't contingent upon time spent. It's not contingent upon the space you share with somebody. It's proximity. Um, having a relationship isn't necessarily contingent upon that. I have friends, like really close friends who I haven't, who I don't talk to for months at a time, but when I see them, is a beat isn't missed. You know what I'm saying? We write back at it, but that's because of the bond that we have. It goes beyond the limitations of space and time. Like we, we, this is something that's really there void of those things. And I think that people need to like, I don't know, have an understanding of that part. Like people equate the time and they equate, um, proximity to you with the bond. And it doesn't, they're not even a part of the same equation really. Mm Mm-hmm. That's real. Mm-hmm. Like I and I, as I far as the, I got cousins far and wide, I got a big ass family, so it'd be too much sometimes. I don't even be knowing my cousins half the time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's your cousin such. Oh, for real? Like, I don't know. Like my brother's like, you don't remember cousin such such? No, nigga. Like, I, I bet you once or twice. I, I, I like don't that. know. I don't know. So I, I kind of just, I just take people as they come, man. Like, it's, it's hard though to kind of, but. As far as trying to repair relationships, you got to be in my end to for me to really care to try to repair it. You know what I mean? I'm I'm a I'm a I like to solve problems. Like I'm going to try to solve the problem instead of letting shit linger on, mm-hmm. and we can move forward. But certain people is just like if you got a problem, it's just a personal problem. Unless you bring it to me, you know what I mean? It's just a personal problem. Yeah, it's definitely I call it a PP. It's a personal problem. If I don't see your relationship is beneficial, it's, it's no way in hell I'm going to do anything to try to reconcile it. I mean, unless I, it's, no. The benefit would be to heal my spirit or something. There is, I got to find a way right. that but it heal, makes sense for me. Healing your spirit means, attenuates that you did something to somebody, right? Not necessarily. Like Sometimes wrong. I do feel bad about some relationships that I didn't actively nurture. Mm-hmm. And then I just hear the clicking in my head like, well, what the fuck did they do right. to nurture this relationship right. too? You're just having, because I'll definitely be having moments. I have, I'm sure you may have moments and moments of an emotional pack mm-hmm. where you're just like, yeah, you know, I didn't do this and I should have did that and damn, I wish I did this. And mm-hmm. man, I really do care about this person and I haven't spoken to them in all this time. I haven't sent a text. Then you remember, or at least I, then I remember like, wait a minute. When the last time to, it's not like I'm not responding to a text. Right. It's not like I'm not. You know what I mean, putting you know, being receptive. There's no communication either way. Then I don't feel so bad. But I do definitely get in a funk from time to time, thinking about where I have lacked as a friend, as a son, as a father. Then I just remind myself that everybody ain't perfect. But then I'll get back there again. Yeah, it's like yeah. a cycle for me. It's a, yeah, Abs it's just a cycle and it's a process. But also, I think to go back to your point about like healing your spirit, sometimes the healing is letting that person go because they were the rupture that caused your spirit mm-hmm. to be broken in the first place. Mm-hmm. But people 
like I said, people tend to like hold on to these connections as a part of the healing process, and sometimes the letting go of it is the when you'll it'll start to the blood will start to clot. Like you'll it'll start to make sense because you you let go of this thing, you let go of the salt. It was salt in your wound. You probably were already wounded before, and they didn't do anything to make it better. Mm-hmm. And that's not everybody's job. But if you do, you don't have to make it better, but you damn sure ain't gonna make it worse. That's a fact. You, I can't allow you to do that. So sometimes letting go is the only way to heal. Yes, I agree. And, and some people you gotta keep out. Like some people is like my thing. The reason I hate. I have to reconcile shit with myself just because sometimes you some apologies you'll never get. Sometimes you gotta accept an apology that a motherfucker just not in a space to give to you. I mean, Thanks. they they'll, they'll do it through their behavior in a passive way, you know, to try to make it right. But they won't outwardly say, "Yo, I was wrong." You know what I'm saying for X, Y, and Z, or or even admit to whatever even they, if they did. They don't show it in their behavior, right? You know what I mean? Like, so sometimes it's just like, you know. When you invite them up, when you do have a person that's because only the people close to you can hurt you. So when you do allow a person to get close enough to you, that be the part that be hard because you mad at not them. You mad at yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what you I mean? Blame me yourself. Right. And, and that part of it, that side of it is, is torment enough. So it just be like you have to kind of move past it, forgive yourself. And then in turn, I guess I, w- I wouldn't say you accept an apology you'll never forget, but. Essentially, you can tell when a motherfucker's. Do you need you know an apology? Not, not anymore. That's what I'm saying. It's just like I used to. I used to want an what? apology from people. See, I don't think I've ever been that way. I used. I've to always appreciated a verbal apology. I used to. Want but that. apologies just have always been so. Uh, we had this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Sorry yeah. is like the dumbest yeah. word that yeah. ever happened. Like because you don't really mean it. But it was exactly certain shit, dog. I need. I needed somebody. Sometimes to, it's good. I needed Sometimes some ownership. Sometimes it's very healing just to hear it. I needed like, ownership. At least in this moment, you acknowledge Nigga. that you did something. It's the closure. I don't necessarily expect that you're going to change your behavior, but at least right. you acknowledge. And sometimes that acknowledgement. I had to accept some cold, mm-hmm. cold, cold, cold truths in my life. So it just be like, now, back then, I used to, nigga, like, what the fuck? Like, somebody got to own up something. But now it's just like, water off my back a little bit but I had to heal myself I had to deal with it that's when I realized yeah you gotta deal with it yourself cause you waiting on some shit that'll never come right you know what I'm saying I think we had this conversation before because forgiveness isn't for the person that offended you it's for yourself like it's not you carrying around that like anger or whatever you may feel towards this person doesn't do anything to them it, it does more to you. It puts a burden on you. It kind of stunts you in a way. So you got to let it go. Yeah. You got to let it go. How, what do we think about blame? Like, is it necessary? Hmm. Is it a necessary thing? Sometimes I think it's necessary for someone to have taken fault. Mm-hmm. Car accident happens. Somebody has to express fault. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think it's very important for that. Accountability. Right. Accountability. Because somebody needs... Because when is an accident really an accident? It's a, usually a poor decision. Poor right. Negligence. Choice, poor accident, not paying attention, something. Right. So that fault... I know for me... I'll speak for me. It matters. I'm very much I told you so, and that type of ignorant type of guy, asshole type of guy. So for me, fault is important. Even if it's for me knowing it was my fault. Mm-hmm. I like, have... 
Yeah, I have no problem with that. My fault. I'm overly apologetic. I apologize for small shit to large shit. I'm very apologetic. Sorry, I'm that too. Like, and that's a part of why fault matters because I feel like I'm I'm okay with being like, yo, it was my fault. Mm -hmm. And I'm quick with an apology that's followed up by something. I actually say yeah. I don't just say something. So I hear that and I agree with that, but I don't necessarily think that fault and blame are the same thing. I don't think they're interchangeable, right? Oh, gotcha. I think okay. that, um, like, but who Kanye West? Let's play the blame, blame game. game. I, I love, love you. you. You know what I mean? But it's that air of what blame means to me. It's not necessarily fault is a, in my opinion, a concrete thing. Like mm-hmm. you are at fault for this thing. That doesn't mean I have to blame you for it, though. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you you did it, but I think blame, I don't know. It just offers a different connotation to me. Like, I remember even shame, I, I like, looked at a study, and they were saying shame literally has no positive attributes. It does not help. A person accountability is something, but shame isn't. It actually causes people to have um, self-esteem issues, mm-hmm. Um not being able to connect with themselves because they the shame it kind of takes up so much more than it should even if you're shaming them for one situation shame has a way of lingering and seeping into other things mm-hmm. so it's not even it's not something that's healthy at all right. and i'm not saying blame isn't healthy but i don't think that it's i don't know i don't think that it's it's always a necessary part of something so blame is just is it like a defense or an attack almost? I feel like it can be. I feel like it could be both. Um, but it really depends on the situation. You know what I'm saying? Like a car accident, you can blame somebody, but that's because you don't want to pay your deductible or you want to get the money back. You know what I'm saying? That's his um, But <laughs> in other situations, it's just, it's it's a, it's an antagonistic approach to things. It's, um, yeah, it just fuels a fire sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Having a conversation about something without placing blame will get you further than introducing the conversation with blame. You understand? Like, you so, can have a conversation so what about you'll blame, get to a so point. So, what about blaming yourself? Is that a self I don't think endeavor? it's healthy. Oh, so that's I don't think unhealthy. it's a healthy is that thing. Or if it is healthy, I think that it is healthy to have balance with that, right? So, if somebody does you wrong twice, right? They do you wrong twice. At the second time, you're going to blame yourself a little bit more. That doesn't say you can't blame that other person, but sometimes people do. They have this this unbalanced nature of blame. It's either going to be all on me or all on you, but... We can share it. We can share it. We can share the fault of the matter. We don't necessarily have to share blame. We can share fault in this situation. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah, now I understand. Now I understand. I do think there's a space... For blame, but I think blame is less important. I think blame is too argumentative. I right, blame right. It's just like we can get past blame. There's no, we're wasting time on blame. Right. If it's a fault, now I'm right completely with you. A fault is concrete. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Listen, we can prove you fucked this up. Right. Yeah. Like it's fault versus a blame. It's like it's, it's more I emotional. Feel I feel way. like yeah. yeah. It yeah. seems like this. Yeah. Fault like no, you it's you. You so did yeah, this. yeah. So I can punch me in my face, and I have a black eye. You yeah. did this, like right. it's not. There's no gray area. I'm with you, you know? on that, though. I'm with you. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think we have to have blame. It takes so, up too much time. I don't like to waste the time. 
And so it's really when you think about it, like, and I think I come to all these realizations just thinking about time, even though time is like, it's a weird dimension because it matters and it doesn't. But Ugh. when you think about time, take on time. Time is strange, but when you think about time, right, and you think about how much of it you waste on these futile things, these mm. things that don't really matter, you start to alleviate yourself of these things. Void right. of how the other people or people in your circle or people that are around you may feel about these things, mm -hmm. you can still step back from that thing, right? And just say, I don't I don't partake. I don't indulge in it. Right. But, um, I, yeah, I think that's, that's really how I got to, like, this realization about a lot of things. And you and thinking about it, so many things are so irrelevant that you just Scary. realize how much is unimportant. Like, so but many I, things are unimportant. I think as a person ventures down a journey of becoming a little more aware of oneself, they become a little more aware of the concept of time and the perspective of time. And then that ego kind of leaves, you know, your mentality a little bit because then you realize, God damn, like for the existence of whatever we, we want to call this little realm we're in, I'm just a blip, mm -hmm. a small, small minuscule, not even an ant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I want y'all to play with this, this thought concept that I, I'm stealing from this NPR program. Can't think of the person who said it, right? So... Technically, we are living in the past. Everything you're hearing me say right now, I actually said moments before you're actually hearing it yep. and processing it mm -hmm. and taking it all in. So what you're hearing, what you're seeing, oh, literally what you're seeing is the past. This moment I'm doing right now, you're seeing it a fraction of a moment after I've done it. You're taking it in. Exactly. So we're living and in like the And like right now, Play is it right yeah. now? Because right now, do wow. you mean right now when I said it or right now when you feel when you right when now? You, yeah. Right? It's so, time is so <laughs> bizarre. What's Man, this? Um, that's crazy, though. Oh, my that's God. Crazy. What's the When I heard it, I was like, oh, that's shit. Fire. That's fire. Uh, something <laughs> that's Carlton. actually fire. George, Send me that drawing when you George get it. Carlin, I think his name is. Oh, George Carlin. He did this whole bit on time. Where he talked about how we like sum up the notion of time by shit like I'll be there in two shakes of a lamb's tail. What the fuck is that? <laughs> right? Like, or I'll be there soon. How do you define soon? Right? It's so many different things. So can we really conceptualize time? Can we really put it in a in terms that we can understand it? We know we can't manipulate it. Time is probably, even though time, I'll venture to say, is not real right because you can't really control it thing. Yeah. yeah it's a relative thing but listen don't nobody go listen to this fucking podcast and get no ideas <laughs> going to, going to your boss trying to pitch a new listen but we talking about time because time isn't really real it's, like the way you told me be here at nine o'clock but nine o'clock is just a suggestion like right it's more of a measuring <laughs> tool than um it all is that, yeah it's a measuring tool it's just a, so we can pinpoint stuff that happened um, in history, we can't, we can like make plans for the future, but what's the future really? Like when you think about it, is it a thing? You never know. Cause you never get to the future because you're always either, like you said, in the past or at this very moment, you That's... never get to the future. Like ever for right. as long as you live, you'll never be there. That's it's wild. not a thing. You can only, the future is only relative to a past version of yourself, but that past version is dead because past isn't even really a thing mm -hmm. either. Do y'all believe in reincarnation? I do. 
right, I just wanted to say that. I think believe we, is a different thing, but I, I think the concept of reinc- could be, reincarnation does it resi- does it, it could be a thing. Ring a bell, not ring a bell, but does it make you? I don't know. I I was listening to uh, was that flavor until. Podcast. You can't ask me. No, man. no, I was asking myself. <laughs> I was looking at you, but I was asking myself. But uh, it was a picture of Andrew Schultz next to this yeah. hockey player from like the 1930s or the 20s. Direct fucking like twins. And they started mm-hmm. to talk about it. But in the, um, yeah, it was the flagrant too. The, um, cause one of the co hosts of that podcast, the bull, um, Akash, Akash Singh. He another comedian, but in the Hindi faith, in the Hindu Hindi faith, he was start he started to go down there like they believe in reincarnation, and they he started to talk about all the foundations of it or whatever like that, and basically that we are technically more advanced, like smarter and more mature than our parents are, because of I guess certain experiences like the the world or the Earth mm-hmm. is older or some shit, but anyway. Started to it rung a bell a little bit, but it started to make me think like damn. If I'm reincarnated, like who, like who am I reincarnation of? Like who is the person that kind of had the same, I guess, makeup? Like it would be the same energy, same energy. I mean, right? for, I don't even know what to call it. I think reincarnation is a very interesting concept because I do. You can create energy, but energy doesn't just disappear. Right. So whether you want to call it soul, spirit, chi. Chakra energy it has to go somewhere when we die, mm-hmm. right? Leaves our body, and so I could conception, I could, I could believe it travels into another body, another living thing, attaches itself to that, and your spirit, your energy is of that. But I just always, because I'm like, if if I I will play that souls, and let's play a Christian spin to it. How many souls does God make him? You know I mean. When he recycles souls, like, wait, <laughs> seven billion right. people on this earth. God damn, right? Like, he creating new motherfuckers. Like, you know, right. why not? I'm a miracle worker, but I'm only only one God, right? Seven days in a week, yeah. B. I'm supposed to rest on the seventh. I don't uh, know. I'm only one God. I'm just saying. I ain't got time. So to reincarnation is interesting to me. That's funny, but okay, you know, I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. I'm cool with. You know what's crazy? This is. I got two takes. One, I don't like that we take, that we learn from movies or television. I think that's why a lot of people will say Cleopatra is white. I think that's why Egypt is now not in Africa, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Because movies have told us these things, and at some point we stop being able to separate reality from art. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. But and I lost my other thing. But why would I have to believe that someone has really done the research to create a true historical depiction of anything mm-hmm. that is for me to? I'm not talking History Channel, even though the History ch- Channel has been called into question. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I believe any of these things that are on TV, on film? Well, why does it matter what they look like? Yeah, why does it matter what they look like? It matters because that becomes a talking point. Yeah. That becomes a justification for something. Uh, Yeah, that's the only thing I can come up with. That's the only reason why it would matter. 
Like, we do know these people existed. That's the only thing that's a fact. We really don't know what Cleopatra looked like. We don't know what Jesus looked like. Do we know that Jesus existed? I don't do, know that to be true. I, I don't know about Jesus, but they got Imhotep's motherfucking tomb, so mm-hmm. he he existed. We you don't know. know all these Egyptians was real, yeah. Yeah, so I don't. We don't, we don't got Jesus' but skeleton. But it's many things we don't know, right? It's it's so many things so we, we don't do. know that people push as facts, as law, mm-hmm. that we are we just don't know. Like, we don't... Down to the most minute of things, like our color system. Why is blue blue, right? Mm-hmm. It was some idea that somebody had. This isn't written in the law that blue is the hue that it is. It's just something that somebody said. Our letter system... Why is A, A instead of A being shaped like a C, right? Mm -hmm. Why are all these things the way that they are if not for somebody just saying it is that thing? And that's essentially what historians do. They they do, they, I mean, a lot of them do research, but a lot of it is just, I don't know, to tell as old as time. Mm -hmm. So based on something you just said, what are we supposed to do with knowing that we just don't know something i think that is that is the human (laughs) plight i really do i think that us not knowing is a human plight like have you ever been in a situation where you have questions right and you feel like you've gotten to the answer but the answer is merely more questions Mm -hmm. that's life that's like that is that is us that's that's the only shout out to everybody that watched one piece or read one piece i feel like that's why we continue on because if we didn't have questions to be answered what would life be what would we do if we didn't have ponderings and and we didn't want to um i don't know understand ideas a little more or make our own ideas based on somebody else's ideas because that's essentially all we ever do like it's nothing under the sun that hasn't been done it's nothing we're not doing anything new we're not setting any precedents right it's like you just get you just ask why until you can accept something it's like when your children, when your child is asking you questions and they, why, daddy? Why, daddy? Why, daddy? Until they can just Until accept because. It. Until, Until because. because. Yeah. yeah. Because, because at the, at the yeah. end of the day, this shit is infinite. Exactly. Like, yeah. That's really, that. that's, I think right. that mm-hmm. it's just the, life is just a series of questions that we try to answer. And then once Damn. we answer one question, it just... 10 more will take its place because you you question the answer, right? You're supposed to question the answer. That's why I enjoy the ego. Or not the ego, but the the idea of certainty. That motherfucker can speak with something with such certainty whereas we really don't know. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of shit that, especially when it comes to the big three in terms of religion, and you hear people speak with things with certainty, and we reject the fact that, or veil the fact that there's still so much more to be discovered, and so much more conversation, and so much shit that you don't know. And again, and it's still these magicians with conversation. They know how to stare at conversation. They know how to keep you distracted. They know how to throw certain gems out there, certain information, to where as though you'll never really pose the real questions. And the real question is why, or how do you know? Or what, do you know? What is... No, I'm gonna have two questions. Or believe. What are the three big? What are the big three? The big three religions. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, Christianity, Christianity, Christianity Islam, Islam, and uh, Judaism. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see. I wouldn't have said Judaism. Okay. Oh my bad. What's, what you would say? I would have said Buddhism, Hinduism. I would have said. Yeah, but, but because they don't, they don't have a Western. A well, high I mean, Western. technically, Buddhism isn't supposed to be a religion. So, but Hinduism. I don't. But do they, do they have a? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I ain't. I ain't think about that. 
I would say the big two is Christianity and, and Islam. Islam. Yeah, Judaism is. I, don't know uh, I, thought, I was thinking Judaism. Right, because they're even in the Bible. And the crazy thing about big these big is. three is that literally their first few books in their like religious text are the same. There is mm-hmm. no difference. Like the Torah is, is the Old Testament. Yeah, that's all. That's it. And even in Islam, it's all the same. And they kind of they like overlap each other mm-hmm. in ways. Like Jesus in, in, is in Islam. Islam, yeah, doesn't dispute Jesus. In, Huh? Islam doesn't dispute Jesus. They don't dispute Jesus. They don't, just don't think he was the... Son of God. Yeah, he's the, they don't think he was the son of God. And most of Christianity... I heard is they like, don't even describe Muhammad like the way Muhammad looks in the Quran. The so thing is, they speak more highly of Jesus in Islam than they do Muhammad. It's so bizarre, but they do. They don't, But they just don't credit him to be like the one true prophet or whatever. Muhammad is just another prophet. Yeah. Okay. That's an interesting thing that I can't remember where I heard the conversation happening, but it was a conversation about that, like, but kind of playing off what you said earlier about the movies. Why do we care about what they look like? We care about what Jesus looks like because there's pictures, because there's paintings, because there's images. But Does the anybody images don't care what Muhammad looks like? Nobody yeah. cares. There's no images. Nobody cares. Nothing. Nobody cares, but also, um, <laughs> like, Muhammad is a prophet, but the overarching in Islam is Allah. But Allah means God, and they mm-hmm. never give God a gender in Islam. It's not male or female. Because those things matter when you get down into Oh, it. I like that take. Mm-hmm. They, they they don't give God a gender. Because in don't Christianity, give... God is straight he, him. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. And the, even in Christianity, the, the contradiction of the visual image of Jesus to, who is not God? So that's another issue with Christianity, right? You that's talk a about big Jesus issue so I have with much, but then the Holy Trinity is like this complicated thing where it's God and the Son of oh, God and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit, and they're all intertwined. They're supposed to be the same thing, but God is God, and Jesus roamed the earth, but He's it's, over thou. How but is we're God? All Jesus and Jesus, the Son of God, and it's a lot. Like it's a lot, but so Jesus. The pictures are this white guy, you know, right with blue eyes and straight hair. But the description of Jesus you mean in the Bible, hair of wool and you know, it's of gonna, yeah, like this is you know Western what? civilization. Like, how did this occur? Them. How did you accept you it? You take the the uh, description of Jesus to a sketch artist. You're not going to get the picture that we get. You're not going to get it. Like, you're not going to get what we are fed. To be the the picture of Jesus. Mm. It's all strange to me, and it's all like it is also why I can't put too much stock and energy into it. Because when I hear, for example, Catholicism, that's a branch of Christianity. Yet you're saying there's one God, but we pray to saints. We're praying to dead people. All right, okay. Baptists, you know, all the all really all the Christian faiths. We're praying to Jesus. I thought we prayed to God. Like who? I'm confused. I was confused. Jesus is our savior, life. or is God our savior and our redeemer and our forgiver? Is Jesus forgiving us? No, I thought Jesus took all our sins. Like, I'm not. It gets. I, I don't have the time. Yeah. yeah. I got this like finite life that I'm aware of. I don't got all the time to be trying to figure out this riddle. Is, is, so, <laughs> the, I, I think that's why the they riddle, say all you got to do is accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You can get into heaven. But Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I thought God was my Lord and Savior. I, I, Th- didn't Jesus I give himself know. to God? But the thing those, is, those words are not in the Bible. Like, that's not 
a biblical thing. So in the Bible, not even you know how at the end the of um, at the end of church, and they're saying, you know, if you heads bowed, hearts lifted, eyes closed. Why don't you come? Like Why don't you come? come? Why don't you come? You know, come <laughs> to Jesus, raise your hand. We'll have one of our ushers come get you, take you to the back, start the process of joining our church. But that part is irrelevant. Like that part doesn't even matter. A church doesn't even matter. In the Bible, the moment that you, that decision, so like, <laughs> in that moment when you put your head down and you, you say, I want to accept God, that's when you've accepted God. It, that display is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. That's for the earthly realm of things. That's it's the not, theatrics. Yeah, it's the theatrics of it that's all. That's the shit you see on Instagram when dudes is throwing blessings at people like motherfucking guy Ryu and Ken on motherfucking Street Fighter and shit and I don't know, man. Every time I went to church, because I barely, I never went to church as a kid. I probably went to church three times before I was 18. And wow. I just remember that shit just being a charade. And me being like, in the mind state that I was back then, more so just entertained. Like, by how people acted. Because I was just like, I don't feel none of this shit. Like, I don't know what y'all feeling like ladies dancing like that's back like the traditional church like mm-hmm. people mumbling that mumbo jumbo hum da 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 like the, I never only thing that really struck a nerve with ghosts. me was the music mm-hmm. I don't know something about gospel music it's a spirit in that shit cause that shit get me going there is a spirit in the song that's the it song is. is is it, it I is. mean for me I grew up very it much is. <laughs> grew up it in the church for several years my mom Every other weekend I was in church. And I used to dread going to fucking church. It was just like such a to-do. And it's just all this time and energy. And Saturday, music Sunday morning. And this is when you had good cartoons on Sunday. Oh, like, come on, man. You want me to leave this to go fucking hear this guy talk? And sit here and, and sit, sit still? be bored for two and a half I hours. I church. I did. I, I love church. The interesting thing about music is that, you know, the devil was like the lead of praise and worship. He was God's most beautiful angel. But that's what he did, right? So... In that effect, so that's in um, Christianity, but they didn't say music was evil, right? Yeah. In Islam, music is evil. You are, as a Muslim, you are not supposed to indulge. It's haram. You're not supposed to indulge in music mm. at all. But you, and you think about it, and like even through history, oh, this uh, rock music made the kids shoot up the school, right? So you think about how powerful music, music is. is powerful. It's so powerful is such a powerful thing i don't think i could sub- subscribe to somebody telling me like a religion telling me i couldn't listen to music like i what what do you I mean, mean if you're ignorant you had to be born in it to be completely ignorant mm-hmm. i think the christian faith does a good job is using music as a tool because yeah. like you said, there is a spirit in the music. Nigga. It, it don't got to be gospel music. No. Mm-hmm. A, a non-gospel song can bring you to tears. Yep. A non-gospel song can make you want to hit up your lady or hit up your guy. A non-gospel song can make you want to go get it. A non-gospel fucking rap song. Turn on some thug motivation. See if you don't want to go run through a wall. Right. Google Young Jeezy, Young Cats. Google some fresh, early Young Jeezy. I mean... See if you don't want to go run through a wall. Go hustle. I mean... The spirit that music kind of gives you is second to none. So I can understand why they call it, like, why they condemn secular music, especially in real, like, because that shit can bring people, it's like, when really when Jay-Z said, uh, the damn, the line came to me and left, but he basically was saying, like, I bring people to church. Like, they come to see me. 
and that's why the, the, the uh, your pastors hate me, basically. It was something, but it was a rap line. But anyway, it's just like people hope to have that control, that much control or that much influence. That shit is dangerous. And power, you ever see that's what everybody wants. I remember we had a whole motherfucking um, program of IUP. I think Leaf did it. Uh, where they was talking about uh, Jay-Z being an Illuminati. So, basically, uh, I, I went there, and they were talking about it, and I'm just sitting there as a bystander, but mind you, the whole night before, me and Leaf had, like, an hour debate about this, like, why are you doing this dumbass program? Like, you know, <laughs> goddamn well, the Illuminati don't exist. Be like, people believe this shit. Like, he like, whatever the case, like, a lot of people coming. A lot of people did come, and it was a good program. But it was stupid because it had no basis. You remember that? Was you there? Yeah, I do know what you. I do know what you're talking about. But and I'm focused on Man on Fire. Oh, the Book of Eli. I mean, oh, the Book of Eli. That was a. That was a good. Like, it, you can just have this one that tool control. Yeah, that can create so much control, man. And that music control really can, is one of those tools. It is. It's really music really can inspire can, a revolt. It can do so much. Right. I was uh, in the War conversation songs. I was having with the guy earlier. We talked about. It. We actually talked about it from the lens of Beyonce, no less, because we were talking about relationships and how sometimes because I watched the movie Acrimony like yesterday and I never saw it it's with Taraji P. Hinton and her just like her trials and tribulations of dealing with a guy that wasn't necessarily the best man for her he loved her but he just wasn't the best man for her but she stayed for 18 years wow um so you know we were talking about how women will oftentimes forego um freedom of a relationship or or forego freedom period because of time spent, right, and energy invested, and I was like, I think I made the comment, like, yeah, like, Beyonce's ring the alarm, I've been through this too long, I'll be damned if I see another bitch on your arm, and it's more so just because you don't want to see him with anybody else, huh? I didn't know those were the lyrics. Yeah, 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 but that was just, and he was saying, you know, people at that level have to think about the influence they had, because that small idea, like, that, those words can mean a lot because it is it's a culture of women that will say i will deal with all of this because i put too much time into it right i've invested eight years into you i'm but, not going to leave but that's that's us being selfish i think that's us being selfish years. with people period and we treat people like possessions instead of exactly like, it's a lot of things that i put time in with i could put time in with a fucking car and exactly. I can say, you I'll know what? Cut that bitch I'm, off when it fails me, though. Right, but some some people built cars, had cars since they was kids, and built these cars and put yeah, money put and time into energy. it. And you like, yo, would you ever sell this car? And you're like, no, never in a million years. Like this is my most prized possession. Like the car don't even run no more. Mm-hmm. Like you're not doing anything with it; it's just sitting there. Yeah. But still, it's mine. I don't want to never get rid of it. It's like you're not taking good care of it. You're not yeah, nurturing. Yeah, that type it. of attachment to things. But there are people out here that attach themselves to, and these are just items. So I can see on a in a bond if you got a whole human being and then we really treat people sometimes like that's why you got uh, spouses killing each other and shit like that because it just be like at the end of the day instead I think uh, um, what the Nipsey Hussle said it to the to the effect of you know um, people don't belong to you you experience mm-hmm. them yeah like, and that not yeah that statement alone like that's how I feel. It's just like, yo, you don't belong to me. You belong to the world. And I say that shit all the time. Like, mm-hmm. you're not you're not mine. Like, I mean, I love you and I enjoy your presence. So let's enjoy each other. 
like let's experience each other like that. But mm-hmm. if it's not really working out and we're not experiencing experiencing each other in a pleasurable way, what's wrong with you know time? Time. Time is the but thing. But time ain't real. We just but talked that's about that what shit. What I'm saying, not everybody but has that idea. But my concept of time that I put into you, you said eight, eight years. Eighteen. She said that, that could shit. be. Well, I'm on the 32. I mm-hmm. put 18 years in a nobody. Me either. <laughs> like, so, Forever's but, a mighty long time, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Andre 3000 said it best. Forever never seemed that long until you grown. Yep. Forever is a mighty it's a long, long time. time. And I ain't going to see forever. I'm supposed to spend it with your ass. Nice. Putting in more time and energy in your funky ass. No. Nah. Yeah, but forever, like, thinking on time. Nobody, what the fuck listen, does it mean? Like, as much as I'm on and I... I love your your take on the whole uh, the NPR time thing, living in the past. I I believe that, right? It's, I'm experiencing my hand a moment later, but I believe it. But at the same time, time is still finite for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I was born on April 19th, 1987. I'm going to die on whatever date. Time is and a marker. Sure. It's just a right. marker. In this, but it's real. Mm-hmm. It's, there's a marker in, my, in this book, because it ain't my book. This book of the world. Well, that's the Christian calendar, so when were you really born? And that's the thing about time, right? Time <laughs> is a bizarre thing. We got to figure this shit out. time, it's a bizarre thing, right? So, so everybody has all these different ideas on religion and all these things. There's a... Uh, uh, a Chinese calendar, but January 1st here is January You're 1st everywhere. You understand? Like, it, what does it really mean? How and how do we like? Why do we? I just think it's all bizarre. Time I don't know. is bizarre. It's, it's a I, peculiar thing. To it me. is, but now y'all got me thinking about it. And I'm about to really look up that NPR joint you're talking about because I really want to hear that that take on it. I never really thought about time in that way, ever. Look at the George Carlin thing too. It was it was it was just I love very George, clever. I, love I mean, George it was literally like seven minutes of him saying all of these phrases to conceptualize time that don't make. Any sense? Mm-hmm. I like, love George Carlin. At all? You want to talk about penises? Let's get into it. <laughs> See, that's just was straight to the point, you know. Sometimes we don't have no smooth segue. We don't know how to transition this shit real easy. Some niggas just talk like straight cock. to the point. Let's just talk about cock. Oops. Yeah, we didn't have a smooth segue there. Damn. Magnums are the racist kind. <laughs> Historically, <laughs> historically, black men have been hypersexualized in our culture. It's been used as justification for slavery, lynching, all kinds of things. Oh, we got to protect those pure white women from those black men who can't control their sexuality, right? When in reality, it was white men that were raping black women. Black men didn't have access to white women, right? But we equate virility with penis size. And so there's this myth in our culture that black men have bigger penises because we're hypersexualizing them. Mm. But it's totally not true. But if you look at Magnum, all of their marketing is towards people who are African American. Mm. Because they get more, they charge significantly more for the Magnum. They're super thick. They feel like having sex with a garbage bag. And Magnums are the racist kind. (laughs) So Historically, <laughs> historically, black men have been hypersexualized in our culture. It's been used as justification for slavery, lynching, all kinds of things. Oh, we got to protect those 
pure white women from those black men that who can't control mm -hmm. their sexuality. Yeah, and they're not more effective. But black men, because they're insecure, because of our culture, right. are, think that this is their only option. Right. When it's just racist bullshit. Oh, damn. Asian right. men are stereotypes of having small penises. Yeah. Also not true. This started at the time of the Vietnam War. What at the the justifications that we used mm -hmm. for invading Vietnam was that their men were too effeminate. That they needed our manly culture to man them up, right? right? And so we equate masculinity with penis size. So Asians are stereotyped as having small penises, which is absolutely not true. That's crazy. Penis size does not follow race. That's crazy. Because I'm definitely <laughs> one of those people yeah. that like, not believe that shit. That's crazy. Yeah. My yeah. So I get this from the Savy Show again, citing my source. So here's the takeaways as I found them. We can hit them out, we're going to hit them. And I just added one. Why Magna? Uh, but black men being conceptualized as hypersexual, fertility, in correlation with penis size, Magna marketing towards black men. Super thick, not more effective. Equate in America equates masculinity with well, I guess the world equates masculinity with penis size or America. I don't know really know which one she was hitting for. I give it to the world. Um, I'll take one though. I don't know that I've ever seen a commercial with a black guy holding a magnum. I'm really trying to relay my mind to see if I I've think ever seen a, a Magnum commercial. I've heard. I've seen a Magnum commercial. Shit yeah. on the radio, but I don't, but I don't know think I've ever seen, seen it on a micro level. I heard. I heard it in conversations where guys would be like, "I only use Magnums." Like that's supposed. So to then be. that it goes to why Magnums. I, on because a macro, they're supposed I don't to be know. like for, uh, aren't they supposed to be for a larger penis? It's, yeah, like say penis? large condoms, but that's yeah. part of they, their marketing employee. So any condom you can jump into a little stretch. You can, you can but, fit on your arm. Yeah, but what I will say, I can't speak to length. Like, because I've no, seen a long condom. Yeah, I've, but I'm saying, I've seen a, a normal condom go this tall. Yeah. Whose dick is this tall? I, that's, and I, I guess a magnet can go this tall. What has been true, speaking from my truth, it's the fucking ring. Magnum is yeah. more comfortable versus these uh, lifestyle. lifestyles and Durex or whatever. That shit Normal hurts. Comfort. That shit squeezes so tight. And it hurts. It hurts so bad. Yes. That I was like, I mean, because at one point. But regular Trojans are fine. Though. I remember a girl being like, I don't like. You don't really need a Magnum. And she gave me a normal condom. And the length was no problem. But I remember nobody's, very clearly. Nobody's right, unrolling this shit the whole hurts, condom, man. Unless you're like fucking uh, Lexington Steel or some shit. I don't see nobody unrolling the whole condom with a fucking Durex on. Like, <laughs> it's just it's just not feasible. But at the same time, the hypersexuality side of it, I don't think I don't look at it like that. I think it's because we can dance and we got rhythm. <laughs> we well, just know I, how to fuck. I do fuck. think there is a there was <laughs> that might be the difference. A hypersexuality campaign against men of color, but I think it was to mask 
the raping and pillaging that was done by white men, I think mm. it was to be able to justify laws and consequences. We're going to go there, there. Yeah. I believe. We're going there, there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's go. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> it was very purposeful. I don't think it really has anything to do with Trojan condoms, but I do think there is a there is a take on men of color being described as hypersexual. Think, uh, what's that movie where the KKK are the saviors? I don't know. There was just um, another Birth of a movie. Nation. Birth of a Nation, thank you. The original Birth of a Nation. Yeah. So, yeah, there's been a campaign. Just like the whole watermelon was a campaign. Mm-hmm. The Big Lips was a campaign. Mm-hmm. There's been campaigns to we- stereotype black people. I agree, bro. I think her linking is ridiculous. Like, I don't think a condom... Like, everything doesn't have to have a racist or racial connotation to it. Condoms are fucking condoms. Like, <laughs> like I don't... I'm not going to look at a magnum and say, oh, this is such a racist condom, right? It's, a, it's an inanimate <clears throat> object. Yes. And why are we doing this to this inanimate object? I don't understand it. I don't think that it makes sense. I think that people just like to cause controversy surrounding everything. Maybe she's an agent for some other like I don't condom like, company and I don't she wants like Magnum white people, to fall. I don't like white people she telling me it was racist to me. Telling me it was racist to black people. I'm not comfortable with that aspect. I get that. I it, get that. You're not going to tell me what I, mean, I should consider racist. I don't think a fucking condom is racist. I don't know if I'm black. You can make suggestions. Telling me what's racist, I don't Nobody can really tell me what's racist. Black people can't tell me what's racist half the time, right? Did you say I don't know if I'm black? Yeah, I've been struggling with this for a little bit over the past couple months. No, I got a different, I got a different take than this whole human being thing. That's not, that's not where I'm at with it. I'm more of a, along the lines of basically because what I've been consuming has been talking about black and brown men, really black men. And the more I think about it, I don't know too many black men. Then I'm starting getting on this really pigment. Uh, oh, you're being very specific. Okay, really, I, I, get specific with I get down with that. I get down with that. Defining yourself as a color thing. And then along the lines of grouping myself with the color group, I'm just like, and this may sound a bit immature, but I grew up a long time being treated as not black by black people. So when I hear these conversations about black men not marrying black women, I wonder where I fall in. Nobody's had this conversation with me. It's been me observing. Mm -hmm. I just wonder where I fall in. Am I going to be categorized as a black man who didn't marry a queen? Because now only black women are being called queens, apparently. Am I a black man who, you know, fucked my race because I didn't marry a black woman? Yes. From from age five to fifteen, out then that's just being generous. I wasn't being called a black man or a black boy. I was white boy. Remember? I, I Remember? called you. I still call you white boy from time. So now, <laughs> why is it so selective? I'm black when y'all want me to be black, but up until you know. 10 years I ago, I was white. you white boy, you were always a black 
smell to me. Like, I never thought, oh, he's really a white boy. Like, I understand your stance, but I, it was never in my mind that he's he's actually white. Like, that would be fucking ridiculous, right? For me to look at you and say you're a white boy. So you say that could be ridiculous. I wouldn't call you white if you was actually I remember. White. <laughs> That's not true. I wouldn't call you, you white definitely call a white boy white. a white boy. No. What That's I'm not saying, true. I'm talking about just as in a friend, the way we do it. Like, we call Paul black ass. Yeah. He has black skin. Black as shit. But does he have black skin? Yes. <laughs> yes. Black I don't think his energy is black. It's no, skin. I've that seen black skin. I've seen purple skin. I've seen my brown, my all types of brown and lighter browns mm-hmm. and darker browns and caramel browns. Seen all types I've seen of browns. Black skin, like the bottom of a butt cheek, black, that black. I've seen niggas that whole body that complexion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen if it's dark, can't take no pictures. Just gonna see your teeth. <laughs> I remember this one nigga. Hey, my nigga Paul looking. I'm like, nigga, I can't even call you black ass today. Cause this nigga is blurple. Mm-hmm. Like he's a different type of. There's levels to that shit. It is, it is levels to it. It is. I yeah, agree. So I'm just like, why do we get to pick when y'all gonna call me a black man or a white boy? Well, you know my take on as far as marrying outside your race. You gotta swing you. that ding a ling, ding 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 a ling. And when I said yes to you, being <laughs> somebody that likes to fuck your race, it wasn't my stance, but people will people view will you that. as that. Like, I'm you sure. know what I'm well, saying? Like, them. it's not. Fuck them. Essentially. Fuck who you want. Make this world very as racially ambiguous as you want. You have beautiful children and can't nobody ever tell you otherwise. And Shay, you marry you a white boy or whoever you want to fucking marry, an Asian man. You make some beautiful children and continue Asian this earth. Asian men have small penises. That's what she said. Um, she said that's true. Maybe oh, you okay. might enjoy a little small. I don't know. But I'm just saying. <laughs> maybe you might enjoy some small <laughs> You know, to, to each his own. You know what I'm saying? I've but, never heard what I'm saying. I don't know. Just love me some small meat. Just give me, yeah, you know, yeah, I don't think women like, would love it, like, but I, I don't think petite. women love super big. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just I, I like a comfortable peen. You know, like not too a comfortable peen. Yeah, just you know, give me enough pressure. She, she wanted what that you call it, right. baby bear's porridge, just right. Just right. Yeah, make it just she right, wanted baby you bear's know? porridge, but not too little, not too big, just right. The happy medium. Either way, hypersexualization of black men, again, we are not the monsters out here. But I do know the statement. I think we are the monsters out here. I, I think people are fucking monsters. No, the perception of us. The, per, the, the perception of us is that we're monsters, but I think we're not the ones out here doing the most. What's the difference between a monster and an animal? I don't know. What is um, a monster? Monsters, we're, 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 I feel like. I don't we're, we're existing in these spaces monster, now. Right? What is a so monster? So are monsters like evil? Like, what do you? How? How would you define? It's a you saw monsters Inc. You saw monsters Inc. It doesn't. Have to be evil. It doesn't. No, That's it doesn't why I said monsters Inc. Make you cry. I know. I never saw monsters Inc. Whoa. That's not like a fucking cult classic, guys. Lion like, King. let's get it together. Don't let me over dramatic. here. Monsters Inc. It's the shit, though. Monsters Inc. is the shit. I get it. It's below Toy Story. Yeah, it's below, <laughs> that's why I switched. I get it. I get it. I get it. It's but there, I don't though. Think it's a, a moment. I don't think it requires no, that. No, I wasn't expecting that. No, we was hyped. No, child. I would have thought. It's so like, it's like The Incredibles. I haven't watched it. The Incredibles level. Maybe. See, I don't feel like you got it. No, I don't agree. It's lower than Incredibles, too? I feel like it, Incredibles, 
comes after Monster Inc. Maybe. I feel like they're on the same. All right, like, all right. We're we going to find a space for I feel like it's but like Toy Story, I, I see what you're Monsters saying. Inc. All I'm saying is it wasn't on the way. No, no it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. If it's not uh, guilty, like cartoon, not like animation. Right. Knowing that, I don't know if there are two different things, but there are two different no, things. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's a cartoon, then, you, then it's definitely Claymation worth Claymation or word. something, whatever yeah. it is. But no, I feel you. I feel you. I feel, okay, I might get into it, but... Speaking of monster things, animals, they could be interchangeable. I'm just thinking in like real life, right? Sure, Um, we could be animals. I think we're animals, and we're just at the highest chain of it. And I think the moment that we stop thinking we're animals is that we'll die, like as a civilization. Hold up, no, because nobody acknowledges themselves as animals in this civilization. I acknowledge myself as a monster, so I can. Acknowledge myself as an animal. Nobody. I so can, if they don't acknowledge, okay, right. Not even acknowledging, but the, if in the moment that you stop being an animal, we're animals. We behave yeah, as such, absolutely. and you don't have to acknowledge the fact it's what it is. Right. But the moment you behave differently is the moment that you cease to exist. Like absolutely. you have to be an animal. We have nature to us. Like we, we have, have a nature natural. to us. It's it's a part of us. Right. We're fucking we have animals, just like another animal. Exactly. So with that in mind. Are we the ones out here, black men, the ones out here really doing the most in this world? See, are we really the, the I want you to be fair. I don't want to use words all right, like are we are we the biggest culprits of what's wrong in this world? We do a lot. What are we talking about? We do a lot. I, I gotta get out of just challenging what you're saying and trying to I'm No, I'm just what I'm what question. I'm what I'm saying is in general, if if we were I don't even want to talk about it on a race basis, right? Because the whole construct of racism. And that's what I'm saying. But black men, because we are very small, we're, this is our, this is where we at. We're in America. We're indigenous to these lands. This is where we created. Black men on a global scale, are we the ones that, on a global scale, the ones that's the threat? We can't be because we're not the majority. And I'm saying we see for me it's interchangeable. Are we? <laughs> do we have? Do we have that much of an impact on overall society? Yeah. Yes. Definitely, I we have we influence. Do. But I, this is what I'm saying. A I, lot, a lot of influence. I know women who are animals or monsters, and I know men. I can't say that is more black men than men that aren't. Define as black or anything. I think like you go to Asia, you're gonna find rapists. You go mm-hmm. to America, you're gonna Everywhere. find rapists every color. You go to Europe, you're gonna find rapists. You go to Africa, you're gonna find rapists. You go to Australia, you're gonna find like you're gonna find these Somebody. bad elements. Mm-hmm. No matter Where you what at. race you're talking about, mm-hmm. across every culture you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know like that. Like it's basically, fair to put it on us, and that's all I was saying. Like in general. You know, even with the, if this was what she's saying is true, us being hypersexualized and you know they they look like at us like we. Do she's we spreading propaganda? Yeah, like, it, you're it not really like doing bullshit. anything good. This isn't a healthy thing you're it, doing. It, it, it just sounds like bullshit. I really took notes and like, do we really equate masculinity with penis size? I don't. No, ever, I don't. Actually, it's the opposite. I look at dudes that overcompensate. That are super masculine, like they might have a small meat, just because it just seemed like you got too much bravado. You too hard. Like, like if you was confident, you won't have to move like that. Like you, it, a man that's comfortable with himself says a lot more than a man that's putting himself out there that's rambunctious, that's just super so yeah, abrasive about everything. We don't everything. agree with that. Uh, Magnum's marketing towards black men. We don't agree with that. I no. don't know. 
uh, virility. So if you can get a chick pregnant with penis size, I've never heard that. What the fuck? Where does she get <laughs> I just her never heard see? that. The know. only thing we agree with is the presentation of black men as hypersexual. Right. And the, but that has only... nothing to do with condoms. Like her, yeah. her equation, it doesn't make sense to me. Why? Why are you? I really just think she's like some. I don't know. She has another agenda. I think she had an opinion, and she did, and people accepted it. The people that was right there next. Not to Not a fan of them either. No, because like the people the, was accepting oh, it. I think when somebody's I introducing new ideas, that. it's easy to be receptive because you wasn't thinking about it like that. Like when somebody, like when initially, mm-hmm, before mm-hmm. you challenge it, you like. That's interesting. I never thought about that. Yeah, but then when I you sit back on it, you like... They wasn't just uh, in a <laughs> moment of processing. She was just like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I definitely yeah, but I definitely that. Was there a black that. man in the room? Well, all they showed was this white woman. Yeah, all they showed was her pick. Like because, her. I, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just like, that's not true. Like, bitch, how you know? Mm-hmm. I whip this dick out right now, bitch. This whole room would be dark. <laughs> <Wrong trip. laughs> like, it was somebody to... Re- rebut what she said like, no. I, don't, I don't mind that reputation as a black man even though it's just like it's not it might it's not true but at the See, end of the day i, I don't mind say, it it's just like when, when i <laughs> talk to black women about it that's not what i've any black woman i've spoken to i should say that's not ever what they have said to be true so it's just outside of the black and brown community where that is some concept of truth. Yes, I've definitely heard black women say things like size of feet, size of hands. I've never heard them say skin color. Never heard it be said. That's a fact. That's a fact. But I do know one thing. We got rhythm. <laughs> That's and not we true. Because will... I know some black people who have no fucking rhythm. Well, all I'm saying is you don't want no nigga... Fuck beats fucking your wife, your white wife. <laughs> she ain't gonna come back to you the same way that she left. If she go get tamed by a nigga, a real nigga. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> what's that shit called? Cuckold? Yeah. That shit really a thing. Oh, what's the thing? That shit is really a thing. So remember uh and we didn't even peep it, but remember uh not Penny Dreadful. Boardwalk Empire Yeah, Boardwalk Empire. In the later seasons, either the se- last season or the season before last, the black guy's fucking the white chick and her husband's right there. And that was your show. You put me on. Boy, but yeah, they even showed him Penny Drup. Nah, Penny Dreadful again. And Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk. I, I got Penny Dreadful. I gotta go back and watch that series. That was my shit. I ain't watched it. That's been so many years. But yeah, that that shit is a thing. But Maybe again, I'm not gonna give I'm not gonna give niggas as a whole all that, all that credit. <laughs> Yeah. Like, yep. Uh huh. Trifling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is the nature of things. Yeah, man. So, all right. What was the next one? Yeah, past that hoe. That was done. <laughs> I didn't oh, enjoy it from jump. We were gonna talk about friend and nipples again. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. gotta retouch on from your shit, legs. Niggas gotta so, keep that same energy, so we got tested. God speaks to me <laughs> through through life. And so this week, my daughter comes down, one of my daughters comes down with a hoodie on, zip-up hoodie, unzipped, and no shirt on. So just chest naked. And my initial reaction, and hopefully, I mean, she's been my daughter all this time, so maybe she can read me, maybe she can't. Hopefully she didn't read what was going on in my face and my head, because my initial reaction is like, put a fucking shirt on. Meanwhile, I don't have a shirt on in this very moment. 
So I said to her, why don't you have a shirt on? Her first answer, and no, maybe I shouldn't say that. I can't remember what order came in. Her first answer might have been, because I don't want one on. And the second answer was, because you don't have one on and you don't have one on. Or the first one was, you don't got one on mm-hmm. and I don't want one on. Either way, that came out. And so I did not tell her to put a shirt on. I want to make that very clear. But I thought, how does this make me feel? Because I really <laughs> did feel something. Not because I haven't seen my daughter naked, God knows, all this time, mm-hmm. all these years. But because it just it seemed weird. Mm-hmm. If she didn't have that hoodie on, I think I would have felt different. But having the hoodie on just made me feel strange. It was just like, if you're going to have clothes on, then have clothes on. If you're not going to have them on. Like, the only reason I have on pants is to hide my penis. If, if I didn't have to hide, if I didn't feel like I needed to hide my penis, because then an issue would arise <laughs> with somebody saying something about me being inappropriate, I wouldn't have pants on. But I get hiding my penis. I get hiding her vagina and my son's hiding their penis. But the chest I'm completely okay with. But why do I have a problem? It wasn't a problem. Why did I feel strange? Mm Because that's the truth. Why did I feel strange that she didn't have a shirt on when I'm all about free the nipples? I was about to say, Mr. Free the Nipples himself. I think because you are a product of this society. You grew up, and as much as you're, 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 you have these progressive thoughts, and I know that you're changing, like, when you think about it on a logical scale, but emotionally, um, just in a knee-jerk reaction situation, again, I can be free to nipples with you, kumbaya, we sing it, but a chick with some big, fine, beautiful titties walk down the street, like, free to nipples, you and I will be sitting here salivating, thirsting for some milk out of them big old jugs. So it's just like at the end of the at the I get the the idea that we should be progressive and kind of change the dynamics of the way we you know look at each other's bodies and shit like that. But we also grew up in a society that didn't teach us to be that way. So your natural instincts kicked in, I think, to where so you're like, yo, put a shirt on. Why the fuck you just don't wear a shirt? But then, in true fashion, you like, damn, I gotta keep that same energy. Because I did Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to keep that same Instagram energy. Post like, and Shay was like, <laughs> children are the ultimate check me. I was like, yeah. Because she motherfucking made this nigga take him, took him to task on that shit. check me. So, and, but, and, but they also have their own little minds. And I say kudos to her for st- still having her own little mind in this situation, right? Because you, you challenged her, but she still was like, nigga, what? This is what I want to do, right? And it, it, I would almost venture to say that it's void of your thought process. This is her own little thought process manifesting itself. You played a part in it, but this is her creating herself. Um, she was just like, this is what I want to do, and this is what I'm going to do. And if you challenge me, I'm going to challenge you back. And that's what she did. And it's so fun. Like it, and I say that it's void of you because like Mickey will, is so conservative. It doesn't, like, I don't understand it because I'm so not. I'm such an open, wild child type of person. I'm naked all the time. And I'll venture to say that her father is a wild child as well. I mean, not in the same regard that I am, but he's definitely, like, a free-spirited person. So for us to create this conservative child is so bizarre. Like, even today I'm getting dressed. Like, I don't, like... 
the first la- I don't want too many layers of clothing. I think it's ridiculous, right? I'll do it for work for safety purposes. Like if I go to work without a bra on, it's a problem. Like it's access to pinch and twist my nipples if a child goes into crisis. So I wear a padded bra at work. But if I don't have to be in the space where it's required of me, I'm not wearing anything more than the what you'll see. So I'm getting dressed and I don't wear anything more than what you see. And Mickey's like, mommy, put more on. It's like, Mickey, stop. Like, leave me alone. Why do you do this every time? Every time I get dressed, you say these things to me, and I don't understand it because I do this every time. But she's still very adamant about mommy. That is not appropriate. What? You're not. Yeah. It's bizarre. But she just, she's, that's just her nature. Like, I didn't, I didn't have a part in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course I had to teach her about society, but I don't teach her that constricting part of it. So but she still has I don't know it. what to do. Because I'm in between now. So my daughter's of course not that old. So it's just like she's a streaker. Like she'll just she don't like she embraces her nakedness, like whatever. Like I don't give a fuck who's around. I'll take my pants off and run around this whole fucking house. Like but it's just like I don't want to start to push them thoughts on, yo, you got to cover up on her because we be having these conversations like free the nipples, all this shit. And it's just like, yeah, I don't want her to get that concept. But at the same time, it's like there are people that don't think like me and there are more people that don't think like me that do. Mm-hmm. So I have to protect her from them. Right. And so, that becomes the. So then I'm going to have a follow up conversation. So then my follow up question is. Where do we draw the line at between instilling freedom in our kids to teaching cultural norms and to maybe even a greater degree safety? I'm very yeah. much going to be a part of the conversation. Will be listen, definitely in our house, be as comfortable as you can be, as comfortable as you want to be, but for the world. I don't want to, and this is where my confusion, not confusion, but this is where my pause is and my still processing is. I don't want to necessarily say conform, conform, conform. But at the um, same time, I want to be like, be safe right, and conform. Right. Yeah. I think that you can have that conversation without aligning yourself and her with the world, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, you have this conversation, but you don't say that the world is right or the world is wrong. It's just the world. And this is kind of where we're existing in. And you, the law of the land matters, right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean it should matter. It does. So this is kind of, yeah, because this, so this is where we are until we're in a different space. This is the space we live in. So we have to abide by the laws of the universe because the universe ultimately created this space. I mean, you don't got to take it all super philosophical but just when I think when you have this conversation just don't align yourself or her with the world like saying Mm -hmm. you have to conform but this is what it is and until things change be safe about it you Mm -hmm. know it's not you're not conforming and being safe you're just being safe it's different it's not you telling her you have to wear a shirt because all women wear shirts when they're outside kind of thing you know just explain to her I guess the, I guess the threat that it poses, or not the, yeah, I guess the I threat that you. it poses. I just don't always, I often don't want to lead with the threat mm-hmm. of reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I don't know if it's true. Like, I don't know if me saying, 
you, and this is just this example, you going to a beach and just freeing your breasts is going to turn some man on to the point where he can't control himself and he wants to rape you and decides to do something. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I saying about men? Right. <laughs> like, what nah. am I saying about me? What are you saying say, about men, but what are you also saying about women? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And that's, oh, yeah, that's fucking crazy. Parenthood is annoying. I know, but Because it's I think so tricky. Like, it it's is. such a tricky terrain to navigate. I just don't, I'm trying to find that happy balance, and I take from you, I take from everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, different ideas and shit, especially when it comes to raising that fucking little girl, because I didn't have sisters growing up. The only woman that was around me every day was my mother. So I like dealing with a little girl on a day to day basis, but I look at it like the same way with my son though. Like home is a safe space. Home is where you are free to be 100% your individual self, do whatever and live because we created that environment for you here. But that environment doesn't exist outside. So you must pay attention and adjust and be aware of your surroundings at all times. So to say, all right, for example, in, in this setting, you might be able to walk in here with something a little revealing and not feel sexualized in a way that we're going to be trying to touch you or grab at you in a way that's inappropriate. You know we respect you in that way. So it doesn't feel like in this space you have to be a certain way. But you might go around another group of niggas and get a complete different energy where they can't control or handle the fact that you're a little more liberal with the way you're dressed or maybe, you know what I'm saying, with your nipple showing or something. Like they're not going to be able to. Now, if you take your shirt off, we might look. But at the same time, it's still going to be 10 minutes later, I can make eye contact with you again. Yeah, it's, I don't it's have not, to stare at your, breast, stare at your breast. You know what I mean? So it's just like you find those environments where you can feel comfortable enough to be at liberty, to be yourself 100%. And that's just life, period. Mm-hmm. We have conversations like that. We, you know, so I, I'm with you on freeing the nipples. I'm with you on, you know, making it so we don't over sensationalize things but it just gets to a point where we're in a smaller space <laughs> and the world hasn't gotten there yet and we can be as so a lot of the world is forward. there we our society is a lot of yeah, yeah it's america we're not, yeah we're, we're not places in that. other countries yeah. nipples are not a thing Women's breasts, you can see them on commercials. Right. It's not a thing. Like the first time I saw a woman breastfeed in, in person, I was I was astonished. I was shocked. I was I was in high school though. But like I'm walking through the airport and I see a lady just got her titty out, sitting on the chair feeding her baby. But you don't want to stare, do you? No, I'm staring. Because I was you, shocked. No, no, no. What I'm saying is you look. Now you're talking about your first experience. You look, you see what's going on. And you're staring because you're f- trying to figure out what's happening. Yeah, but I never then saw nobody you know it happens. It's a yeah. thing. You don't stare. Mm-hmm. I I love a beautiful breast, but I never had the desire to stare at a woman who's breastfeeding. It's almost it's just unbecoming. It's like not her breastfeeding is unbecoming. Me wanting to watch. Right. It's like it's just not even. It's not the right time I mean it's like I don't want to see your yeah. breasts in this situation it's, it's not enjoyable it's not a thing yeah. but the first time I saw it was like a <gasps> you just popped a titty out mm-hmm. in the I mean, airport like it, it just felt it was weird at first but now I've it's, always yeah. been like I think it's a way that men are introduced to breasts right, right. You're, you're introduced to them as this sexual thing so mm-hmm. you don't think about the fact that their their function is not to please you sexually. Mm-hmm. It is to feed a child, right? Mm-hmm. It is to nourish a being. It's not to 
It's not for your enjoyment. My breasts aren't for your enjoyment. They can be. They're multifaceted, but that's not what their primary function is. AKA fun bags. But <laughs> why the fuck? What do you get from breasts, right? You know I'm not a breast man, so I don't really. What do I get? I honestly can't tell you. I just like I love looking them. at them. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, like I can't at tell them. you what I get. Like, because when you said for not for my enjoyment, I'm like, yeah, I agree, I agree. And then I'm like, wait, what enjoyment at all mm-hmm. do yeah. I get? It's not, but they are. When you're a child, attractive. right? I mean, it might be a different ball game. It's like, mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. you know, when you're younger. But I think beautiful. When I think you... women really need to understand that breasts can be. I think women do understand. Breasts can be just beautiful. Well, women are just beautiful. God damn. Like, I just love women. So, if I can, I don't know, I could break it down so many ways, but honestly, just their very build is just amazing to me. I was listening. Here's here's the truth, too. But even our build isn't for your enjoyment, right? No, it's not for my pleasure. The thickness of my thighs is not for you to enjoy. It is to make child rearing easier. I enjoy it. I don't <laughs> think this is all for a child. Right you know now. what? The tissue of a this cow penis is, is also for, for enjoy. your enjoyment. We love a fucking steak, huh? I said the penis is also for a woman's enjoyment. It's not just for child. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's not strictly for that. But some people have the mindset like they don't even think about the fact that my anatomy was not created. Like it's not. It wasn't created. It was created to have sex, but is you didn't have to fucking enjoy the shit. It was for pro, it was for procreation. But they had to make it to where as though we would want to procreate. Therefore, something had to trigger some hormones to get our dick hard to want to run inside. That was like so curt. I don't know why. I just was like, whoa. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> that little like, blunt. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> just, I, something had to do it. Like you gotta. Put a, something soft. I don't know. No, but that's Attractive. it. It's for the, the our our anatomy was built to like you know get know. all meshed up. I love fucking. Women. But it it's not it's the not. sole purpose of our bodies wasn't for the enjoyment of someone else. And women are, are very But people dynamic don't understand that. Like, I don't... And, and strong. There's probably a man, like, when I step outside or when a woman steps outside and they, like, think, oh, that's for me to gawk at, to enjoy. But that's yeah, not see, the nature of... That's not what it is, right? They don't even think about all the other things. Even if I'm carrying a child with me, they don't right. think, like, damn, oh, she, like... Made a baby with that body kind of thing. No, they're like, oh, that baby made those titties big as shit. You know, like whatever the case may be. Yo, I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm so guilty of that shit. Cause one time, right? I'm gonna tell y'all this story. One time I bagged this chick. This is how I bagged this chick. So she was like standing in front of me, and she only thing I could say to her out of my mouth is, I can tell you don't got no kids. And she like, wait, what? What you mean? I was like, you ain't got no kids. She's like, why? How you know that? I was like, because you ain't got no fucking hips, but you got a fat ass butt. <laughs> and she was like, wow, that's funny because I really don't got no kids. I was like, yeah, but you need some. So it just was like. <laughs> it was like. I hate that pickup line. It, was, it wasn't even a pickup line. It was a real thought that came to my brain and this shit just popped out. It, it literally. She turned around, we made eye contact, and them words just flew out my mouth. I, I didn't think about it. The shit just happened. But the only reason that she was on an erection high. I was on that erection high. The baby juice was definitely pumping through my head. 
And at the same time, <laughs> I'm objectifying this woman. And I didn't have anything better to say. I didn't tell her how intellectually, I don't know. I don't think there's a little, anything wrong with a little objectification. I'm, tell me I look sexy or something. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. that. Actually, I've been fondled on several occasions by women. Not just being told I, mean, I look good. Bitches yeah. have touched me without my permission on several occasions. So I would like to say it's a two-way street. So with that being said, I don't feel bad about objectifying women. But at the same time, I'm cognizant of the way that I objectified women in the past. Hmm. The best apology is change behavior, you know? Still free to nibbles. Uh, Yeah, and we can still keep that same energy, free the nipples, but we just got to know when to free them. Is that fair? Safety first. (laughs) Safety fucking. Free the nipple, safety first. Right. All right, what else we got, y'all? Anything else? I don't know. Did we, um, we ain't got nothing else on the tree. GOT. Um, so. Who? GOT. Oh, GOT. So, last week, I texted y'all, like, right after the show to talk about, what's her name, Sunday and Grey Worm? Yeah. About how they felt oh, the way that yes, their yes, blackness yes, 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 yes. and winter fell. And how it was interesting, because then I thought about how they never had, like, race, because I, I actually saw this on somebody, um, somebody posted about it. And then somebody like commented, "Oh, it took this long for uh, Game of Thrones to talk about black people." But they had a whole place where it was brown people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then you think about that's all that was there, really. Like well, it was two whole So we do know people. the North don't trust outsiders. Period. Yes. Period. Right. And so that was my thing. I don't know that Game of Thrones is saying black. race. Right. 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 It's right. more like outsiders, period. Yeah. Because they give in Daenerys the same cold Energy. shoulder. Mm-hmm. And they, they didn't they didn't have Unsullied. But like not. Yeah, Unsullied. So the person that was like it took this long for them to talk about black people, like I thought about it and I was like, they never had to, right? The Mm-mm. in the north or from the north to King's Landing, it's just a sea of white people. Yes. That's all it is, right? And we're then you go to the sand space. That's a sea of sand. black people. Like right. there is no mixing. Go, There's no you know, mincing the of it. Sea, it's more brown people. Yeah, you know what we're not no gonna mincing. do we're not gonna take this amazing show and put the cast of race on it. Right. Because it's only gonna concept. taint right. Yeah, because it's only gonna taint what we are enjoying at right. this moment. But, but think about and, how real it is. If you are, if you're living in a, a cloudy, cold ass place, it's not going to be black people. There's no sun. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're not, in the sun. This wasn't fucking 2013. And then it's how they play it. You go to where all the sun is. That's where all the people with yeah. the color are. It makes yeah. sense. So Marine, I'm not, I, I can't go yeah. that deep into it. Yeah, I couldn't I take it a. Just... It definitely has a racial. In that moment. Mm-hmm. With the two of them, it had a racial tone to it. Right. Because, But, but that's because they have color. Right. But and context will tell you that it's more than that. Yeah, context will tell you that. You but also, the, like, the storyline. I think their comment just bothered me because it was like, do you watch Game of Thrones to know that race could not have been a discussion? Like, the way that people are sectioned off in Game of Thrones. But it makes sense. You never have to, like have those types of conversations. It was never a conversation that needed to be had. I mean, even when Daenerys is in the land across the narrow sea with the brown people, they're not talking about her being white. They're talking about her features. Right. She's the blonde-haired woman. She's this. They. This is now the first time where the brown people are engaging with the, right. are in the space with the, the white people, but 
there has been a white woman with people of color this whole time. Mm-hmm. We have been exploring people of color this whole time. But again, it just makes sense. It just sense. wasn't like a like a you got to have sun thing, right? It for wasn't color. Like, Not at all. I didn't I never color. Right, you go further past the wall. You don't expect you don't, to see They don't even people. they don't like wildlings. Wildlings are like right. Scottish people. To me, when, when John, <laughs> they fucking killed John for bringing the wildlings back. Right, wild. right. So we know it's more than race. Prejudice is or, there, but it's not it's a prejudice, race. Prejudice but it's not, there. there. It's not you're, not, race. you're not our people. Yeah. It's not a prejudice like you're black. It's just, you're just not us. Right. You're not one of us. Right. That's it. I, 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 that's all I can boil it down to. And this whole fucking theme of Jon Snow seeing a bigger picture. There's a bigger war out here. Mm-hmm. The, the dead don't give a fuck where you from and what you are. They just know you're human. And they're going to kill all of us. So whatever prejudice or beef we got, we got to put that shit aside. Whatever house you from, if you're a wildling, you're from Marine, the Dragon Queen, we got to put this shit aside in order to fight this common enemy. Right. Because it's coming for us all indiscriminately. Mm-hmm. So what, what do you say to that? So that's big being a big picture person. I don't, I don't really want to even throw race on this show because it'll only cloud it. It, I think people be looking for that shit. There are people that really search through the cra- the, the crevices. Race haters, the race yeah, but that's why. And I mean, this is me who last week said I'm over the white hero. It's different. If I'm in a, if we're watching a movie about Antarctica, I'm not expecting to see no color there. Me Iceland. Either. Greenland. I'm not expecting to see no color there. But if you want to tell me we're going to Egypt, I'm expecting to see some motherfucking color there. Because you, you, you have common like, fucking sense. Yeah, like, you're using like, your sense. Like, if you're talking about America, I need to see color somewhere. Right. Friends in New York City. I need to see, you know what I mean? It, it, it has to make sense. That's it. It has right. to make sense. Like, that, yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 I will keep the race away from the conversation. Game yeah, Thrones, it, it doesn't really, it doesn't fit. Yeah. Not because Game of Thrones has shot away from race, but just the landscape. Yeah. Like, Because we the can't landscape. say they don't have brown people in it. I but love it that they, have, the they have a huge... Um, they have had a huge with, brown uh, history. The boy, Davos? The, bla- he was the a black pirate. dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was a black guy. Like, and it wasn't... It was never, like, a conversation of race. He was just, like, a guy. He was a guy. It wasn't, That's like... It. You know what I'm saying? That's he what I'm saying. The show like, never and he came racial. It's where he came from. It's like... It's um, it's pre fucking slavery world. Your dog where you're at. The Dothraki <laughs> look like Mexicans to me, or fucking Polynesians Hawaiian Polynesians like, to me. Yeah. Right. They the, got color. The the uh, people brown, from Marine look that's Indian. Like, I talk about like, black. Like, like browns coming in all these different right. hues mm-hmm. and eye like shapes Bichon. and everything. Right. So I yeah I don't. I don't uh, so I'm gonna call all these people in this show brown. Do we want to call them black? I guess we only going to call Africans and African Americans black. I don't know that Africans want to be called black. Africans want. They want to be called African American. I told you. No, I'm talking about Africans and Africans. Oh, in Africa, they want to be called Nigerian or South whatever. Apparently, a strange term. Yeah, it's always been a strange term. I'm from Africa. Like, if I was not like there at any point, how can I be African American? Or, or at least my. Parent or grandparent, I don't so know how far back we don't do we trace go. our roots back just far enough. And I had an African girl tell me that. Mm. 
like a long time ago. She was like, yo, why do y'all call yourself African-American? You're not from Africa. I'm from Africa. I think that was just a I'm white African construct, really. Just a, but like, Spanish. Just a, she was like, you just thirst with the Spanish. It. Yeah. Why do we need to? Like, if you know you the origin of my war. people is African, why do I need to say it? Like, you can look at me and tell that I'm not white. Right? That's it. Like, I'm not white. I'm yeah. White people aren't white. No, they aren't. Nobody's anything, really. They had to put them under one thing. They would identify as Italian, it's Irish. It's new, actually. The it term didn't, it didn't white come about until. Like, yeah, it's recent. It's after, not. We're talking about 19th yeah, century. Race, racist, yeah. I mean, excuse me. Racial class is new. Yeah. Yeah. It's a new construct. It's not It's not a tell as old as time like other things. Yeah. So. A tell as old as time. You see the fallacy in it? A tell. It's not true. Time isn't real. Time is not fucking real. What, <laughs> what would you call the beginning? I need these documentaries, yo. What would you call the beginning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right. Not so. Beauty and the Beast is lied to us. Tell as old as time. Song they is did old it. As rhyme. That was... Song as old as rhyme, that works. Keep yeah. that. But I don't think that's a lie. A tell as old as time signifies that it is just a story. When we started you know talking what I'm about saying? Time. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. old is time? How do you how do you say that? Like how do you say how old time is? Ask ben- Benjamin Banneker. Oh gosh. Who the hell is Benjamin Banneker? Nigga created the clock. Oh, excuse me. I know some things you don't know. I know you do. See how you just judge <laughs> me? <black>. Like <laughs> you ain't really black. If you don't know Benjamin Banneker. It's like no. <laughs> the nigga who invented the clock. Nigga, when he what said you Benjamin about? Banneker. God forgive me. I'm like, is he talking about Bruce Banner? Is he really? We're about to go Marvel or what's happening? Hold know. on, this is another realm here. Hold on, I gotta get on this comic. This is the no. They at Marvel actually did a really interesting thing with like speaking on the concept of time too and um in game. They did. It was very oh, I did see me. the meme. I saw the meme with Don't. uh, what's his face, Doctor Strange. Oh Remember? my God! I, when I tell you I love Doctor Strange. Remember I love him from his movie. I, I, I saw the future. Guy. He, he still had the time stone. I didn't like him until last John. Futures. You didn't like, like the, his movie? I didn't like his movie. I liked I him. I loved in, his but movie. I, it was fun. I liked him. But I liked him in the last one. Yeah. yeah, I liked him in the He's got another one. He's got two coming. Infinity Wars. Yeah, so is two going to be a part of the third? The fourth. So the next movie coming out is Spider-Man. So that will be the final movie in phase three. So X-Men just doesn't fit. Yeah, X Men doesn't get included in this whole. Mm-hmm. Because they're under something else. Like it's that's contractual stuff. Is it? Yeah, Damn, I didn't know that. It's contractual, so X Men is under. You know what? Yeah, because when because Quicksilver is definitely in the X Men franchise, and they had Quicksilver in uh, 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 the Avengers. Mm-hmm. It was the one where they yeah. get Scarlet Witch. Quicksilver's her brother. It was two different characters. Yeah. Two different actors. But um, X-Men specifically is owned by another company, but I think they're about to buy the rights so shit's about to get real Mm. because they're going to come into the... They're not in the... the, They should have already been. Wolverine has been an Avenger. No, right. But it's... it's, Was it? He was? It's contractual stuff. Yeah, see, I didn't know that. That's why I was wondering when it's around. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Yeah. he is But so many of them do, and that's why I love Marvel so much because they like intertwine everybody's Mm. story but they haven't done that with the X-Men because I don't know what company they're like under, but they're not, they don't own the rights to X-Men. So Marvel mm-hmm. doesn't own, well, the MCU doesn't own the rights to X-Men. Like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they can't write them into movies. So that's why mm-hmm. they haven't been. But I think the deal was just brokered that they 
can, they will own the rights to them. So they might be a part of phase four, but they just haven't been in it up until this point because they couldn't be in it up until this point. Like legally speaking, they couldn't be in it. So I'm I'm excited for phase four. Um Oh man, now I gotta go see this fucking movie. We, we, we gotta have it's three hours, movie. dog. No, yeah, but we gotta have three our three minutes out here. All yeah. right, so next week we'll have our review. Next yeah. show, mm-hmm. we'll review it. Solid. Um, I'm supposed to go see it. I'm scheduled to see it next Sunday at three o'clock. But what? They did a great job. Cause my um my they cousin want job. all of us to go like this as a big ass family mm-hmm. just go to the theater. So we supposed to all go see it next week. Right but I fuck around and see it before then just because I can't hold out right. and everybody like literally every time I go on my time job, right? every time I go on my timeline shit I see another motherfucker saying yo this movie y'all niggas got two days because I want to have this conversation with y'all about this movie and what they y'all thoughts really are great, I do I want to talk to so many people about it like I want to know people's thoughts like their take on how everything happened like the entirety of it all yeah. so I was somebody uh, my friend, so I'm talking to him about it, and he was fine with spoilers. He was fine with me telling him the whole movie. So I'm explaining it to him, and then I get to, like, parts at the end, and I was like, oh, no, I forgot to tell you this, 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 and it's like the connections in it all. Like, <sighs> Should I watch Infinity Wars again? Um, no, 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 no. Watch, you don't have to watch it. Infinity Wars. I, watch I mean, like you can, ago. but it's, watch it's, like it's his own thing. Right, it's like it's it's still its own thing. Like the basis of how Infinity Wars ended, obviously, is the precedent for this movie. Absolutely. But it's its own thing. Like mm. it is definitely. But you satisfied? Like, I'm right, satisfied. The, the number one theme that I'm getting is everybody's like, "Yo, I have so much closure." I'm you do right. Satisfied you you it's it's with what they deliver. Satisfying. It really is. Oh, right. It's so satisfying. Right, it is. Yeah. They did a really great job. I will say it started off a little slow. But it was like along the lines of how people are saying Game of Thrones started off slow. It did. You had yeah. the latest foundation. Absolutely. They they're in a situation they were not prepared for. Right. And they just laid foundation for it. That's all. That's that's. But it's it's three hours because the beginning is foundational. Okay. Yeah, the beginning is foundational. They would, but they be. didn't leave any stone unturned. Like they was very. It's Right? Uh, they, they uncovered stones you didn't even think that you wanted to be wait. uncovered. I can't fucking wait. They did things that well, you didn't Well, hopefully think. Game of Thrones do the same fucking thing. I hope so. Because I need closure in this bitch. I hope so. Tonight, though, tonight Ooh. is about to be lit. I'm telling you, like, me and, me and Reese were sitting there watching that shit nervous like we was about to go to fucking war. The whole time we sitting there trying to lighten the mood up, like... <laughs> pew, pew, everybody going to die. Everybody excited, but you finna be hurt. Bro. Right, that's what Some I'm saying. So we trying to keep it light. Because you fall in love with these characters. You've you been do. watching the show for eight years. It's like you almost know the characters. And, hold up, I was uncomfortable last week. No, yeah, last week because, you know, Arya Stark had a sex scene. And I look at her like a kid. She's mm-hmm. 22. Yeah. In real life. Yeah, she's all, yeah. She's a grown ass fucking she woman. She does look very young. She's actually supposed to be in a new Marvel movie. Because at first the comedian was like, uh, he was like, a girl has no age, and I just like <laughs> dying and laughing like, <laughs> that's funny because everybody like that's like watching somebody fuck your little sister. Like right, literally one hundred percent, I felt like and yo. Then because of her, the development of her character, you never saw her as a sexual being. You at saw all. her as a assassin. You saw her as many things, but never. 
But as a sexual being, like she's just human. Didn't see her in that like way. she's human. She's human, right? But she and she has these. This feelings. is one thing that they. She's totally human. Like she's yeah. She's she's about to die. I want to get some. Like let me I need have to see that. What this right? Shit feel like yeah, I want to see what it feels like. But she was still again about it. She said, "I am not the red lady. You take off your own pants." Right. Yes, Exactly. Like she looked like she fucked him because he was asleep and she was up. Like, all right, that's what it was. Yeah, and she was all excited about her weapon. It was just, it was. But then it was just like I actually wouldn't have wanted to see what it's like because it's just like if I would have enjoyed it too, I was like, damn, like I'm missing this. I ain't gonna have this for the rest of my life. I could have been doing this all this time. That's how I felt about Jon Snow when he um was with the Wildling girl. I thought that was the most beautiful relationship. Loved it so much, and she really. I don't want to talk about. It. I was so upset. Who killed her? The little boy, right? No, Didn't the, the, the young girl killed her. the little yeah. the guy that ultimately killed John, John. The young boy that killed John, John did it. Yeah. So, I like their relationship. I like their relationship because it wasn't supposed to be, and I like mm-hmm. relationships like that. Yeah. It's like where all roads kind of lead y'all apart. Mm-hmm. Y'all got everything that'll divide y'all, right. which actually in turn made y'all closer. And then everybody resent the fact that y'all so in love anyway. That's how you know the attraction is mm-hmm. real. Like, cause you gotta defy the odds in order to be together. So I really did dig when Jon Snow was fucking with the wilding girl. Cause I, even more than him fucking with Daenerys. Like I knew he was gonna fuck Daenerys. Yeah. Even when they first met, it was like, it was only a matter of time. It was, it was did we even, time. no. That was season seven when he met, right? Mm-hmm. Did we know John was a Targaryen? Yet? I, I think so. I think we knew. I don't, you know, I don't know if the show introduced it, but I have read line. fan theory about it. Right. So I you like. You want read the books? I might. I'm thinking about I it. I might. I read so much fan theory. So one of us should buy the, we should all buy the collection and just share that shit. Yeah. Because, yeah, we should do so that. So where everybody just buy one of the books. But they have like books. books it's, I think it's five books, but then there's also a book that talks about everything that happened prior to. So, like, they're, the so, books are so set, I think, no, this is Fire and Ice. Like, yeah. this, yeah, this is Fire and Ice. But then there's, I think, if I'm not mistaken, so like there's another, no, not, it's not even another book that talks about the pre, the prequel. There's a book that explains, because you get lost in, like, the genealogy of it all, like, mm-hmm. how, who's connected to, to to who and how it all plays out, who all died, especially for people that didn't make it to the show, like mm-hmm. Rhaegar Targaryen and all those people. You get lost in that, so there's a book that kind of specifically speaks to that, like, the lineage of people mm. kind of thing. Yeah, we got to get those books. I need that book series. Yeah, it's going to be good. I can't wait till tonight. <sighs> but I'm nervous. Like, only, like I told y'all last week, I think it was Arya Stark is, is a hurt piece. Like, if something happened to her. Jon Snow. Of course. It, it'll hurt. He's easy to love. And. He really is. And Tyrion. <sighs> Tyrion, my man. And the reason I like Tyrion beyond him being a dwarf is just because. While brute of man is important, to be a thinking man mm-hmm. is the really the way how you get ahead out here. Speaking like the of one a that's thinking man, I don't know if we talked about this last week. I talked about it with somebody else who's a Game of Thrones enthusiast. But they they made they made mention a lot to Tyrion being the smartest man that um, Daenerys met. But then they keep introducing Sansa as like the smartest person they know, right? Mm-hmm. And now they're made they made mention in this last episode about Tyrion's uh role as a hand 
So I feel like they're hinting that this is just my opinion. Sansa might be that Sansa might be the hand to whoever is. I would fucking gag if Jon Snow made it to the throne and Sansa then Sansa was, was his hand up. Yeah. That would be unprecedented. But so they keep, Sansa would be what his cousin. She be his cousin. She's his cousin. I love Bran so much because I don't know what scene it was because oh it was when he told um, Sam to tell John about his lineage and Sam was like well why don't you tell him he's your brother and Bran was like because he's not right like he's not my brother at all that's what I'm trying to say to you I need you to tell him right. I'm but, nervous about what Daenerys is going to do I feel like she's going to try to kill think, one of them I think she's going to have to rely on somebody. I think Daenerys is going to be put in a position where she has to count on somebody. The way she was built up, she's had to overcome, Mm -hmm. of course, undeniably, some uh, incredible odds to get to where she is. But now she's kind of built herself up to where as though she doesn't want to feel encroached upon. She doesn't want any opposition as to, you know, what she feels rightfully hers. So I think even with Tyrion actually kind of fucking up in ways that he did, she's becoming more reliant on herself and her own feelings mm. and thoughts about doing things. She's going to have to be put in a position where she has no nothing to give. Right. And somebody has to come to her salvation, to her aid, to prove to her that she might need to rely on somebody. At See, I also feel like, but it'll also be a sequence of things because I feel like at moments she's relied on herself and it's been a bad judgment call. Like, where she burned Samwell's uh, father and brother. That was a bad judgment call. You, I don't think so. I think it was. I think it was a bad judgment call. I think you could have done that with anybody else. I think that in that moment it I didn't like, seem I didn't like Samwell dead, though. I didn't like him either. I didn't like him either. But I and I only say that now, in this moment, you meet Sam, right? And this guy is the link to this man that you're so involved with. He's he's very important. And you you've done him such a disservice. Like even the way you delivered the news I, I was don't think she did nutty. Him a disservice, though. He cared. He he didn't care, but he it's cared. It's a tough pill to swallow. But this is why I don't feel like she was wrong for what she did. She would have been wrong had she just found out who he was and did it. Mm-hmm. She gave him an option. You always have a choice. And this is say it says a lot about men. We have choice. We have principle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can stand on something. But when you take in the task and you really got to stand on it, like how many motherfuckers is going to stand tall? Right. We knew he was a man that was uncompromising, mm-hmm. a man of pride, Believed in what he believed so much so that he treated Samuel the way he did, right? For his own judgments, which was very wrong, right? And him being on principle about that, whatever principles he was relying on, which chose him to do what he did to his son, is the very principles that killed him, yeah. So it's just like yeah, that led to his demise. So it's just like you know. I can see what path people on, and look, I'm a man of principle. There's mm-hmm. certain shit that I just won't bend on. I got, I got to stand on it. So I get it. I respected him for standing on his mm-hmm. principle, and I respected her for standing on her word. Right. You got a choice. She had um, she had her mission. She made it very clear. You got a choice, though. I'm not here. 
to just kill people. Mm-hmm. She's she made that clear too. Like y'all can join my army. Like I'm not here to just kill. But only thing about her, she's uncompromising in the fact that she doesn't want anybody. She doesn't want to recognize anybody else's power or authority. And she's got straight at her neck about it. Right. And when she took her task on that, and now you power drunk, you're going to have to be put in a position where you don't have your powerless. Right. And you have to rely on somebody to get your ass out of some shit to where those like, oh, I can't do this shit by myself. Right. And and that's where I need a position to her to be put in. And John would be the best king because he gets it all. Like everybody else is worried about the minutia. I mean, caught up in the minutia. He can see the big picture. Mm-hmm. He's I, always seen the big picture. Like, always seen the big picture. He's always put the big picture before himself. Always. Right. Like, Going to the wall was a choice. He you know went to saying? the wall at his own volition. He went out there to get the fucking walker at his own volition. Like, he was not going out there to... You know, he wasn't forced. He wasn't coerced. Right. Nobody tried to influence him. Exactly. He's like, listen, let's. we got to do this shit. Nobody was more committed to the cause than him. That's why Always. he's rightful. That's why he should be in that chair. Not because, you know, he well, swore to it in the house. That's not even sacrifice. Or, like, that, I think he might have, he sacrificed outside. I was about to say outside of his life, but he died. He like, really the died. Fact is he died. D- died on He it. sacrificed so so much for the greater good. Him killing um, the the head of the of the the, the Night's Watch, like him. You know what I'm saying? Even though he told him to do this, but him actually doing that shit and having to be riddled with that burden, having to go back and tell everybody that I was the it was my hand that killed him. That's a lot. That's heavy shit. But time and time again, he does these things. Time and time, he killed a fucking child. Right. Didn't want to do that shit. But he had to. And this boy killed him, right? But on principle alone, I can't let it stand. Everybody died the same way. You must as well. And that's the same. And that's the same thing for Daenerys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I didn't yeah. want to kill the kid, but he had to die. Right. I didn't want to kill him, but he got to die. Right. I, 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 I'm, I'm looking at it through the lens of if Jon Snow takes the throne that would make um that would make the world kind of not a it would make it better i think he would be the the just king he could because he can see i really don't see them satisfying us any other way i don't right? think they're going to because satisfy they, us though. yeah they're not i don't think they're going to satisfy us either i think it's going to be a miserable next four weeks <laughs> it's going to be a fucked up next four well, weeks depending on how today go I mean, yeah, I might have a different viewpoint after the day and how this battle goes because it's finna be a battle the whole way through. That's real shit. It ain't going to be, it's not going to be pretty. I mean, they might have their moments where people see each other on a battlefield and it'll be like this, like, romantic, heavy music because it's like, uh, Mm -hmm. and then they're going to die, right? One of them is going to get, they're going to die. All right, so who's going to die? Ah! Who's going to die? Who's going to die? Um, hot. Patrick, Padrick, Padrick, Padrick. I think he's gonna die. Um, I think Tormund's gonna die. I love Tormund, I do too. but I do think he's gonna Close. die. Um, yeah. I think he's gonna die. Uh, who else? I think the what's her name? The young, the the little girl that checked 
everybody um, when they weren't going to stand with the Starks? Not Mormon. Um, Lady of... Lady Mormon, right? Yeah, Mormon? I think so. Right? I don't know, but her, I think she's going... Because it was... They made a point to show her... Um, Either she's going to die or she's going to be, she's going to have a moment where she's extremely victorious. Yeah. Because they made a point to show her saying, I'm fighting. Like, like I don't I'm not give going a fuck to, what you're talking about. Like, I'm going no, I'm this. fighting. So either she's going to die horribly or she's going to have this moment where you like, yes, type of thing. Like, yeah, it's one or the other. Um, We're going to take a major loss. Yeah, it's going to be some major losses. I think Jamie Lannister going to die. I, I know. I think Jamie Lannister's gonna die. I mean, die. it's not too many deaths that won't make me sad because the people that you want to die aren't fighting the battle against yeah. the White Walkers. I don't right? want Jamie to die. I like Jamie. I, yeah, like. I, don't, I don't want anybody to die. Brienne, I think Brienne the Tarth is gonna die. Do we just think everybody's gonna die? I mean, that do was, you think I've most been, of the people singing, are gonna die? I've been singing a song. I think the Ham's gonna die. Mm. Sir Davos. I would, that would actually hurt. I love him. I think he's up there with me with the loyalty of Brienne of Tarth. Like, I think yeah. he's a really loyal I, guy. I think he's going to be the one that saves Daenerys and die. I think my theory is that, again, Daenerys is going to realize I actually wouldn't care if Daenerys died, and that's she, just me being honest. I, I think in a moment she's going to realize that that power that she yearns for, that she's powerless, is going to be in the face of the Ice King, doesn't matter. Like, all his little, you know, worldly assertions. Because it always takes something like that. Like she said to Sansa, that is why she derailed her, like, drive for the throne. Because she saw that this shit is eminent. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't in the air of how John sees it as eminent. But she realized that this will fuck up everything I'm trying to do. So right. I need to take care of this first. Type Before of thing. I can go after the throne. And I think it'll be... And that's what I'm saying. So what's left? Like, you go up there, you fight the White Walkers. Say, let's say, hypothetically, y'all do win. How are you planning to take the Seven Kings? You're going to suffer some amazing losses. To the point no that you ma- won't... Are you no going to really what? give a fuck about the Seven Kingdom? Shit's about to go left. Like, there's no doubt and about it. I think it. Cersei, like, if y'all do win that war, cool, but... I got some shit for y'all right, right after this. Y'all so. only gonna lighten up a whole hell of a lot. Right. All, all they worry about, all everybody here. worried about is the dragons. You know what went below my mind? I don't think it's gonna happen. What? But if Sansa, I mean, Cersei sent that army, like some weird change of heart she had. Or I, she I sent think the that's army the only... thinking, calling the bluff. Hmm. Like she's sending the army up there on some other shit because she just know they there. Right. And then they end up getting into the shit entrenched and they end up having to become allies right. where they was actually right. coming up there to be enemies. That, that would be it. Huh. I'm not taking it off the table. I'm not going to take it off the table. It's, it's, a, it's a thought process. Yeah. D, Thank welcome back. Heaven. We done had like 20 theories. What you working? Yeah, I got a little sign coming up. Oh, uh. shit. All right, well, listen, I mean, let's we wrap this show up real quick. We, <laughs> we just, just talking shit. We had shit. a bunch of theories on Game yeah, of Thrones. We're just talking Game of Thrones anyway. That's yeah. it. That's all we do Let's uh, go ahead and... Uh, Take us out. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of the Range and Tens podcast. Remember, we always strive for that oxymoronic flow, and oxymoron is, in and of itself is an oxymoron. Oxy meaning sharp and moron meaning dull. We hope we gave you some of that sharp and some of that dull. Thank you again for tuning in. Remember, we're available on YouTube, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Thanks again. Peace. Peace. Peace.